Uns uns music going on. There, I'll I'll pipe it out to you guys. There you go. Hey, hey, internet. My name is Todd. Welcome to the stream. Um, if you're listening after the fact, welcome to the podcast uh, or the YouTube. And uh, shout out to the podcast. Thank you. We're actually reaching a milestone. Uh, I hope in the next couple of weeks to reach five thousand listens. So thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I see you, Utah. I see, I see you. Uh, but yeah, spread the word. If you want to support us, hit the like or the follow, the, the various things. It'd be great. And we can keep making some more shows for you. All right. We're, tonight, we're going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, in particular, uh, we're in the middle of a homebrew campaign. I'm putting that in scare quotes because that's what I do. Um, you'll see what I mean later. But we've had a couple of twists and turns along the way. And mostly, we're on a boat. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, so <laughs> let's go meet the rest of the table as they're they're laughing at my silly, silly, uh, Anyway, uh, so we'll just uh, jump over to that. Where's the button? It does the button. There, there it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. 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 Um, wait a minute. Who the f is that? Oh, wait. It's Bella! Welcome back, Bella. Dance for... Dance, Bella. Dance, Bella. Oh, my timer's going off here. Um, I believe Timely will be joining us a little bit later on. Uh, but welcome back, every, uh, everybody. But especially to Bella. And uh, we're always, always have a place at our table. For those who uh, didn't see before, Bella was in our previous D&D campaign. I don't remember. I don't think you were part of the wind-up for this one. No. 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 I I was steeped in work and just getting back now. Yeah, I hear that. I definitely hear that. I'm staying up way too late. Which is, together too. That's right. And I would love to start doing a few more Shadowruns as well. Uh, if you are a Shadowrun fan and you uh, want to check out our previous stuff, we did a couple campaigns now. Um, one of them really loose and like episodic not yeah episodic and then the other one's more serial so um you can check those out in the in the previous but uh let's go around the horn we'll introduce ourselves and our characters and we'll dive right back in because i know gordon's on a timeline all right uh let's start it off over uh just next to me over here which on my screen is carl hey carl welcome back <clears throat> hey guys yeah so carl uh enjoying the campaign so far good Good job, Todd. Uh, I'm playing job, uh, Dave Dave Tillman, your resident uh, Twilight cleric. Uh, this total peaceful guy. Don't get him riled up. It's true. Peaceful until he's not. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's keep going around the horn. Uh, Gordon, I think I think we should uh, do you next here. So, Gordon, welcome back. Sure, sure. Thanks. Playing Rook, a phantom rogue, who has a plan. He has a plan. <laughs> He's got a plan. A phantom. No, nice. I have a plan. <laughs> a phantom with a plan. I feel like there's an acronym we could figure out there, like a, like he's a ghost with the most, that kind of thing. Ghost with the most. Sure. 
He's a specter with a lectern? No, that doesn't work. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll keep going around. I know, Bella missed my cheesy-ass jokes. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, yeah. speaking of, Bella, yes. welcome back. Hey, I'm so excited to be back. It's been a really long eight months, but I'm here. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I'm Bella, and I was in the previous campaign, and uh, tonight I will be playing dot 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 you'll meet her shortly absolutely i think the other players haven't but it's on the screen now internet we give you all the spoilers in fact last <laughs> week we gave you quite a few so if you haven't seen that uh there's some stuff and some bonus content and the players no just just no just just no okay no anyway uh it's for them only no, it's fine. I hope you can enjoy it as it as it as the story unravels uh, into chaos, which might happen tonight. Anyway, uh, let's keep going around the horn. Steve. Dex Techford doing his thing. I was discussing, you know, and like. Oh, yeah. He's a Goliath, backstory. by the way. So you can picture what's yeah, going on there, Bella. Well, Gex, yeah, so for, for Bella and for uh, those of you who, for some reason, this is just your first time watching, Gex Techford, Goliath Rogue, kind of thinks of himself as the world's largest cat burglar. <laughs> uh, he's, you know, full of contradiction, generally kind of happy-go-lucky, but, you know, enjoys a good adventure scheme. And so, for those of you who don't know, I created the character with about three minutes to go before we went live on the first, first episode of the campaign. It li literally put him together with three minutes. So he's had no backstory. Uh, I haven't even developed one in my mind, but he's starting, to, he's starting to get one. And I'm like, this isn't just kind of to let it come into my head organically. So he's 62 years old. This is what he knows. You know, this is what you can know about him so far, 62 years old. So he's obviously lived a rather mundane life. If you think about a level one character being 62 years old, you know, farmer, who knows what his background really was, but it was boring, let's say. And so this is it. He's decided to be an adventurer. And very early on, he learned he was good with his hands. Maybe he was a watchmaker. We don't know. But uh, <clears throat> he was good at pickpocketing. So now uh, he's kind of, you know expanding on what he'll do with his skills and he keeps acquiring more skills that's the little tidbit of his background that will uh divulge right now awesome when we also know one more thing and that is that you've got an ex-wife uh on, oh yeah and back in the city that you've left and you knew well you were ducking her because well here's exactly here's the thing when he left his ex-wife uh, he wanted to go adventuring. He invited her to come along. She wasn't into it. He was like, I'm going to go get on a sailing ship and I'm going to be a pirate. Any of you who have watched a certain Taika Waititi show know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and she was just, I ain't having any of this. So she actually registered him as dead in the local town office. So as far as his hometown is concerned, he's dead. He's lost all his worldly possessions, but he doesn't care. He's on an adventure. He's like gone off to so if he die runs in into a corner. Her, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> All right, and of course I'll be doing the DMing, and uh, we do have Timely here. I uh, just saw her pop in. Uh, so are you there, Timely? 
Oh, yeah, I should have kept the camera. She's a real person. It's all good. No, I'm a real person. Personage. <laughs> I, I had my camera off because nope. the dinner is no, still No problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Yes, I am. I, Hello okay. Tell people. us a little bit about yourself there and your character there, uh, uh, Timely. Uh, well, I play Hilda Bonebraid, who is a med school dropout and uh, has sought to sort of redeem herself through adventuring. Uh, but it hasn't gone so great other than finding these strange acquaintances. Uh, one, she's lost her father's tool box somewhere in the bottom of the ocean so oh dear i uh, got some explaining to do if i ever do get back home uh but yeah that's hilda oh she's a dwarf paladin all right and uh and everybody on the ship has also been doing various jobs so you've been learning how to do particular um tasks on board the ship and uh that's pretty much all i really need to say about that um speaking of the ship you have all been uh, working your way. Uh, you've been trying on a, well, not, not all of you, but most of you here have been working your way from Tazvarel over to uh, one of the spines, the uh, mountainous uh, island states that are often run or at least affiliated, uh, rumored to be ruled by dragons and those who pretty much flat out worship them. Certainly those who work for them. Now, as you have been going, you've encountered all kinds of strange creatures, both on the ocean and on uh, in the land before you left and so forth. Uh, and so you have you encountered this massive um, squid-like creature, which attacked the ship and severely damaged it. And rather than risk uh, traveling in a very damaged ship, you put in at uh, a hopefully a safe harbor, a, a, well, no, there's no harbor there, but you put in at a um, at a cove where you could hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, repair the ship. Along the way, you also managed to fight a freaking T-Rex uh, and meet a crazed old uh, druid, uh, elven druid, who's been on that island for way too long. Um, you've re you've managed to repair the ship a little bit. You've managed to reach, uh, refresh the, the stores of fresh water and some fresh fruit and so on. So no scurvy for you. Um, and then you struck back out onto the oceans in an attempt to finish your quest. And with that, I believe that brings us more or less up to speed. Now, without further ado, we're going to dive into the game and we'll pick up Pretty much where we left off in just a moment. Let's go run the credits. Here we go. Let's try that again. It's good to be back on the ocean again. The waves, you it, at first, Tillman especially, it took you some time to get used to the constant waves, the rocking back and forth, the 
sensations, which in some cases led to extreme nausea. But after being through several uh, difficult spots, uh, I believe you've had a crash and a, uh, a massive storm, and you've also had uh, a creature attack the ship, killing several on board, and you managed to drive it away. So just sailing peacefully out of this beautiful, pristine, uh, almost Caribbean-in-style harbor, uh, the crescent-shaped harbor falling away behind you, the ocean, open ocean in front of you. The sky above is pretty clear, uh, at the moment anyway, and you can see um, just you're heading a little bit south at this point, and then at which point um, your, uh, your navigator, uh, who was pretty wrecked up actually, She's still resting down below from the squid attack. Actually, it was an errant uh, powder keg that went off and damaged her. Uh, so fortunately, you happen to have a navigator in in reserve. And so uh, I'm going to ask your ship's navigator to make a roll, please. I believe uh, that's that's you there, uh, Gordon. Yes, yes. <clears throat> okay. Oh, well, starting off strong. Oh, I should open that. Not 2027. <laughs> Whoa. We're going in the right direction. <laughs> Not only that, but you, you pick up the charts, you see exactly where you are. And there's two things you notice with that Nat 20. The first one, okay, to get where you're going to this spine, you need to go around this island around the last of the atolls just uh, nearby, so you don't want to accidentally uh, run across some of those shoals. So you're going to have to skirt south for about mm, maybe two leagues, and then cut sharply towards the west, and then track back a little bit north. So you have exactly the route, even the bearings. Um, you sit there and you're like, wait a minute, I think she made a mistake here. You actually went through and corrected from some of her uh, initial uh, rough notes. She had been a bit hurt to to handle this part. So you you managed to successfully and safely plot your route. Speaking of safely, it's a damn good thing because as you get a good look at the charts, you roll it out that little bit extra, and you see this atoll or atoll or whatever the heck you call it um, is essentially a ring forms a large ring uh, separated out, and you skirted on your way in between two and landed at this one, um, which is a little bit... Uh, it's part of a cluster of islands spread out over, and you fold out the map, you pull up the next one, you lay it down, you line up the charts, and you see, oh, these islands make a rough circular shape. Probably almost... 200 miles across in the in the center and in the middle in her scrawling um, handwriting you can see F S written in the middle and there's a little um, a little exclamation point there with her little tortle shell um, ad, done as part of the exclamation point 
So, you managed to uh, determine the, the safest route forward from this point. Next up, um, the captain is, is just steering you south right now. Um, Gex, where are you at the moment? We all, we're all back in the boat, obviously, right? We're underway, yeah. so... Uh, somewhere on deck. Probably up in the aft deck. With a good view of things. Absolutely. Alright, so I'm going to get you to roll a uh, command roll for me. See how things are going so far. Command. Well, it's just a... Uh, persuasion. Uh, uh, oh, persuasion. Yeah. That makes sense. 14. All right. The crew seems to be responding. The captain is uh, currently just taking a little break below. Uh, and you're at the helm. And uh, you've got a, a, a the person who steers the boat, the tiller person, um, is taking your commands. Uh, and uh, at this point, Oh, um, at this point, somebody, um, wait one second, sorry, somebody comes walking up from down below with an urgent message. Ella, that's you. Um, do I see the captain? No, you've come up on the deck looking for him, and... He seems to not be on. There's this other guy up near the tiller. Um, you've seen him around, but you've been on the second shift. But I know him to be pseudo in command, at least when yes. the captain's not around. Yeah, you know him. That uh, you do know that he is uh, the first mate in training. Okay. FMIT. I will hurriedly. Ma run up um the, the what is her name by the way oh uh anna do we know you know anna yeah anna i yeah anna had like oh my god she just went up and like shouted that he was coming and and now she's on the deck just sobbing i we need we need to do something we need to tell the captain we need to deal with this i don't know who she meant was coming though um, it didn't gex. sound good gex you please do an intelligence check for me <laughs> Intelligence. Oh, I forgot. Uh, she also said, uh, I would have told you about um, we're in danger, the white wing sea. I would have said that as well because she was screaming that. We're in danger from the white winged sea, and a crazy girl is on deck crying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, how'd you do on the int check there, Steve? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. It takes you a few seconds to place the person in front of you. 
You're like, wait, what? <laughs> um, then you realize, oh, right. She's on the second shift. Uh, normally she'd be sleeping around during the day and you guys are training during the day. So you haven't much spent all that much time with the second shift. Uh, but you do recognize her. Is is something was her name. And uh, and she's standing there. She's a little bit worked up um, and, and pointing something out. Is, uh, is, 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 I'm going to call you is. Take me to Anna. What? Let's go over to chat with her. Isold. Right. Anna, where's she at right now? I'm not is. Okay. Anyway, she's over here. Come, come quick. You got to pardon my senior moment. Uh, (laughs) He strokes his gray beard. And I'll just turn and hustle. <laughs> and basically what you see is a five foot nothing uh, half elf uh, girl. Um, very young. Very, you could tell she's incredibly young um, to be kind of here dealing with stuff and her immaturity is showing a little bit. Uh, it's about then as you're heading hey. down below the decks and she's leading you down to the uh, to the galley. When you enter the galley, hey. you, can, you can see in front of you um, that some of the tables have been thrown aside uh, and kind of shoved around. Now they don't shove easy. A lot of um, some of them are pretty heavy. Uh, others are actually anchored to the deck, but some of the stools and so on can be moved around. Uh, and whatever could have been moved from the central area has actually been shoved aside. And you can s- you see a few of the other crew kind of looking, uh, and then they see you come in, and they're like, they look visibly relieved that you have shown up their gex. And they're like, uh, and they point towards the middle of this little pile in the, in the center. Uh, where things have been shoved aside as best it can. And then some of the table has actually been cracked and it's on a bit of an angle. And you can see a little hunched figure underneath this one table, furiously like scratching and scribbling on the deck. And it takes you a few seconds. You're like, oh, Anna. And she's in some kind of frenzy. She's just scrubbing the ground and just like... And you can hear this muttering as it's like, Okay. So Gax is going to switch into father, grandfather mode here in his brain. And it just touch Isol on the shoulder and say, Isol, do you know Hilda Bonebraid? She's the dwarf paladin. She's got the red hair. Do you, you know where she sleeps? You recognize the description. And you know where Do the I? crew quarters are. Yeah. Can you go um, find... Yeah, I can yeah. go. Can you go find her for me? And let's remain calm and bring her here. Oh, God. And then I'm going to go... And then I'm going to kind of... As calmly as I can, just walk up to Anna kind of crouch down beside her and, and say, Anna, can you hear me? 
And she you looks up. Me? She looks up at you, Can and her hair is all dangling in her face, and like full on the ring. You know, like like she she's about twelve ish, mm. and just totally emaciated, totally super pale, and just her eyes are completely black, like no no white at all um no color no nothing just jet black eyes and she looks up at you and her teeth are all jet pardon me jagged and sharp and her jaws extended a little bit further than normal and her fingers are extra long and um and they're coated in this black substance uh and then she she kind of reaches up and looks at you and bites her finger to the point of drawing blood and you see it it almost bursts as though it's been full of blood and the blood runs down her chin and she, and she kind of looks up at you and she's like yeah. I, I think I think yet not yet Cut. so you know that we have time she starts you scribbling. know that we have time and I'm here and she's Anna. painting now with the black ichor on oh, the one hand me. and the red blood mm -hmm. accenting um, the stuff on the floor. Anna. I'm just going to focus on her. Anna, look me in the eyes. Focus on me for a minute, Anna. <sighs> this is Gex. You know me. I know you. <sighs> I'm safe. You can trust me. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more about who you're worried about. Tell me more. I want to know. The, the, the white... The white wings. The white, the white wings. The white wings. I was told. I was told. White wings. I don't know the white wings. Tell me about the white wings. Seas. I don't know them. White wings seas. Have you mm -hmm. seen them? No, I haven't seen them. And she reaches so up I'm and kind of clutches at your chest like, have you seen them? No. Tell me about them. <laughs> Tell me what I should be worried about with them. It's not. It's not them. It. My sisters. My mothers. They. They told me. They tell me. White wings. Seas. How do they see? And she looks at you and, and gives you this. It's actually the first time you've seen her kind of retreat from her frenzy a little bit more. And almost some of the color comes back to her eyes and like the white just around the very edges. As she looks at you almost incredulously like. And then she looks you right in the eyes and she goes, You of all people should know that. And she blinks again and more of the white appears in her eyes. She seems to be calming down and she looks over and sees the crew and she visibly, and about now, uh, Isold and Hilda come in. Um, actually, you would have also, yeah, Tillman was pretty close uh, to where Hilda was. And Rook, uh, unless you... You were up with the navigating room, so you weren't really near all this. So we'll get you in in just a minute. But uh, Tillman and Hilda and Isold come back in. And you're all in the galley. 
Okay, so before I say anything to that, I'll say to Anna, Anna, I I wanna I wanna know fully. I understand a little, but I wanna know fully. So why should I know of all people? Just pretend I don't know why I should know. Maybe for everyone's benefit. Tell me why I should know. You people and your secrets. Yeah. For you. Sometimes I forget. You call it. It comes. It watches for you. It was on the beach. It flew out. I saw it. It's name. Oh, you mean... You mean my familiar? Yes. So the white wings are someone's familiar. Yeah. She says, she's just like, of course. <laughs> uh, do another intelligence check for me. Yeah. Uh, Hilda, <laughs> Tillman, you're all in here. Isold, you're all back in the galley watching this go down. Oh, and... Thankfully, Gex did ask a person to hold the tiller, so somebody is steering. <laughs> <laughs> we it just go right back. Going in circles. Actually, yeah. that'll be part of this intelligence check, just for fun. If he botches yeah, okay. it, y'all are in circles. I hope not. It's a dirty 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fine. All right, with a dirty 20, uh, you... Think and you're like, okay, I remember what do I have to do on my list of things? And you think back to the island and you're like, wait, wait, wait. You do remember seeing a large white albatross style bird. Not near the island. And that's, yeah, that was, it was before the storm. And that's... being gulls. Okay, so I'm gonna Tillman. Do you have yeah, something? Do you have something we can give her to calm her, but like ever so slightly, not too much. I don't want to overdose her. And Hilda, can you do that truthy thing again? Oh man, I can see what I can do, but I gave mo I gave all the potions to Hilda, man. I yeah, also have. Not it's potions. okay. All right, Maybe even just one of them happy, relaxy things you got going on there. <laughs> oh, I, I got some natural <laughs> remedies, man. But... Tillman, I'm going to ask you to roll a medicine check for me. Little. Small amount. Tiny. Well. All right. That's, that's not wonderful. Um, so you peel off one of the mushrooms off your shell and you and you you've kind of scoot down and and uh, um, Tillman as you approach uh, Anna looks at you like and the, the fingers start to elongate and the claws start to extend and the rest of the crew looks visibly spooked uh, as you kind of coaxed her out from under the table but now she kind of retreats a little and then she looks back at Tillman as she as he approaches and is just like Oh, the other thing. Oh, where's Rook at this point? Last you saw, he was uh, in the navigator's office near the captain's uh, up up top. Navigating. 
Yeah, Isold, I need you to go find the navigator. I need you to go find Rook. Can you find him? Yes. Calm. Right? Calm. And I run. Like, <laughs> I just sprint <laughs> like nobody's tomorrow. <laughs> wow. You can see, like, the clouds of dust trailing behind this. <laughs> so... Uh, Hilda, let me know when you've cast your spell. All right, I will cast it, though it does have like a range effect, so that will impact anybody who can't. Yeah, well, I've been under the effects of this before, I'm, I'm okay, I don't have any secrets. All right, of the I will. <laughs> Take my time to cast it. Um, let's see if Anna has the charisma saving throw of fifteen. All right. So um, everybody uh, make a saving. Everybody throw. <laughs> make a fifth charisma saving throw, please. Uh, actually, Isold, you're okay, um, and Rook, you're okay. I'm okay because I'm yeah, not. We're not in. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. Oh. Yep. Always the uh, truth, man. <laughs> wait. Oh, wow! My charisma this saving throw modifier is insane. <laughs> I have minus two. So. How do I have plus eleven? Does is that even possible? <laughs> That's got to be um, a stat eleven. Stat <laughs> eleven. Okay. So oh, that's I a plus one. Oh no, that's a plus zero. So you just straight roll. Yeah, there. it would be like plus three, plus three proficiency if you have proficiency right. plus your charisma modifier. Which as a pilot, and I think you do. I think she has like eighteen, so plus four, and yeah. all right. So pretty much yeah, everyone right. in the place failed, including and Hill would know this, including <laughs> Anna, as this. Um, what does it look like when the when the kind of burst goes off? You can describe your magic if you want to there, Hilda. Um, so I am picturing sort of like a sort of blooming golden dome, just like a faint glimmer. You can sort of see like sparkles, but it's very faint. You can, if you're not looking carefully, you can perceive it. Cool. And it just kind of disperses. So anybody with a fairly high passive perception picks up this 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 uh, magic as it goes off, and you can all settle it. You can all feel it settle on you, almost like um, like putting on a heavy coat. You can just feel it pressing on you, not uncomfortably, but you're aware that it's there. And after I was a few thinking so... like a warm bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Just from a player's perspective. If you are not in the, the area of effect when the spell is cast and then you come into it later, does you, it affect you? Or if no. you leave it after you've been hit with it, does it affect you? Um, I think uh... I think it's if it's if you are there when it goes off and then it settles on you um, for the time for the duration. And then when you uh, I don't know about the if you leave it part. That's kind of it, interesting. Yeah, it, it's. It says, like, if you can stay evasive, if you remain within the boundaries of the spell, 
I'm assuming that means if you leave like this um, area, right. you won't. That makes sense. So then, uh, if you walk into it after, are you hit with it? I would say I th- maybe I if, think it's, if it's is a, the casting a time area. In, is it instantaneous or does it have a time on the the duration? I should look this it says up. Just ten minutes. Okay, let's say if you enter it. You you get caught in this gl- glitter dust of truth. I don't think it matters for us right now. Probably not, but you never know. Down sure. the line. All there right, there so. may be certain advantages and disadvantages as a strategy, but... Absolutely. Not all right, so okay. you're then- all glitter-bombed, and, uh, and you can tell that if you lie in this zone, uh, it will be known. Uh, it, mm-hmm. You just compelled to kind of tell the truth however you can choose to be quiet or evasive uh and uh and they but you must otherwise uh let us know if you're lying or at least let hilda know all right meanwhile uh anna looks up at you and she's got these little motes of of glitter truth glitter in her eyes and she blinks a little and then she's just and and i just realized she does get advantage but she failed on both of them so hey um, so she looks up at you, and uh, Tillman, did you give her something? Um, you tell me with that medicine, Jack. Well, you you gave her something, right? <laughs> I gave her a mushroom, man. I gave her the true man, but if she needs a bit more, she's go see Hilda. She's got the potions. Nice. Right, so, these, these heal you. They don't necessarily alter your emotional state. She takes the mushroom from Til- the Tillman's offering her. She sniffs it and like <laughs> licks it just a little. <laughs> and like her eyes do the opposite. It it was total black before, and then it goes. <sighs> down to these teeny pinpoints everything is now white except and bloodshot uh, except the teeny pinpoints in her eyes and she looks at Tillman and she's just like hey Anna <gasps> hey Anna hi Anna it's okay is it okay if I ask you some questions now she, she nods so, yes so when you first came to us, you were somewhat cryptic about where your journey started out. I live in the West Grotto. Where? West Grotto? Yes. With my sisters and my mothers. Mothers and sisters. It, I, it became time for me to, to leave. To begin my exploration. To begin understanding the world better. Mm. So do you know whose familiars the White Wings are? Who does who do the White Wings belong to? Who are they attached to, I should say? They're they're attached to the bird but the bird 
is attached to the mage. Hmm. Tell me more about this mage. Who is this mage? I don't know his name. But okay. my sister saw him coming. Him and his men. They've kept the distance. Just behind. Beyond the horizon fall. But they watch. They watch. So, where... Where was this? Where did you see the mage and his men? I, oh silly, I didn't. My sisters. Okay. They watch. Where did and they see? Where did they see the mage? In their dreams. In the shelves. In the, in the pools, where they watch. Where they watch all that they can. So, do you know physically where the mage is? Where is he? And she kind of sniffs around the air and looks past you all and then turns around slowly and then runs her hands gently, like just walks right at the crew who's just watching this go down. They're all just like, it's like dinner and a show for them. And she walks right like through a guy, like not like through him metaphysically, like just, just bowls him right over. This one little halfling, Lek, is just like, oh, go. Um, scrambles out of the way as she walks towards the back wall and takes her clawed finger and just thunk right into the wood. And it embeds like a good quarter inch into the wood. And she's just like, that way. Not more than a day. Someone get a compass and tell me which direction she's pointing. Or do I know? Um, <laughs> you could probably figure it out. If, you, if you'd if you held the previous bearing, you can figure it out. They're a okay. little bit... It's like south-southwest. Come, come back, Anna. Come sit over here. She goes back over and sits cross-legged and she like Tillman starts to go away and she grabs him and hugs him in and her arms he's a big turtle but her arms even though she's only 12 and very small her arm easily loops around him and back with room to spare as she kind of busies, like it's almost like she's got an extra elbow it's really creepy and Tillman she's got you in this kind of loose bear hug and she's just like do, do you have any more <laughs> hey man got rashed in the stock alright he had one powerful dose yeah you realize now um, I rolled for you on a d10 it was a 10 so oh, that's interesting Hilda, do you do you have a any any questions for her? Um, let's see. We're obviously being watched. Mm -hmm. How did we? Did you know how this when this mage started 
following us? Was it from when we left the shores? Left on... It was before. And she points over to the, like, wrecked area, like some of the damage from the, uh, from the octopus attack. And then she's like, I think there was a storm. I was hiding. I don't know that they ever stopped. And are they... Does this mage after you or your family? I... I don't know. Who do you think his target is? And she looks around the room. And then she looks back at that weird scrawling in the in the floor that she'd been doing. And she holds up a finger like she's just got this idea. And she, she runs around the room. And she runs up to you, Gex. And do you have a beard? Or any kind of... Yeah. Beard? Okay, she reaches up and grabs a tuft of hair out of your beard. Uh, just yanks on a, a chunk of it. And then she runs over and is old. She grabs a, a bit of your hair as she, and just and uh, and then she runs up to Hilda and like gently kind of runs her fingers through your red hair. And then she just uh, snatches okay. a bit of it out. <laughs> and then she runs up to Tillman and and runs her hand along his face. And then she's like and just takes her claw. It just it's weird. Witch magic or hag magic is weird because she looks like a 12-year-old uh, emaciated human girl. But then she runs her hands, and for a second you look, and it's just like this really knobbly, long, clawed hand suddenly again. And she just does a little slight nick like you were shaving. And, and she just gets... And there's a tiny little blood drop on the end of her claw. And then she looks around the room some more, looks around the room some more, and then she, she points... And Lek goes, oh, God, no, no, oh, oh. And he starts running away. And she's like, <laughs> Anybody, you're going to let Lek get away? As he starts running away from the room. Hey, man. That's not cool. You're cut off. <laughs> no, no, more no more mushrooms. No more mushrooms. <laughs> no, Lek, I'm going to grab Lek. He doesn't get to run away. <laughs> He said, oh, 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 thank you, thank you. She's, she's really creepy. And then she yeah, walks. you'll be okay. Just sit down. She walks up, and she just kind of suddenly squats down her knees way up past her head. As she squats down, unbelievably bent down, and she reaches out to his toes, and she grabs a tuft of hair and just yanks it right off, and he gives this yelp and hops back up and, like, scrambles away from Gex with this look of betrayal. Um, and, and then she scuttles back to the center of the room and she looks around and she grabs a discarded cup, pours it in there, and does this big old spit into the cup. And for a second, you're, you're like, okay, she's like... <laughs> and instead of just a loogie, you see, like, it's almost like... Um, <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there. Serious, unrestrained vomit. You know what I mean? Like the full gusher. You know what I mean? Uh, except in her case, it's not bile. It's seawater. And it just goes <laughs> into the cup and starts overhitting the deck and stuff. And then she wipes her face and then puts this mug down in the middle of her scratchings. 
and she waves her hand over it for a few seconds, and there's this. It starts to bubble and boil, bubble and boil, and then after a little while, these little little pieces and shapes start to emerge, and you see this little tiny hand reach up out of it, and then get retreated back in, and then another one, a larger hand this time, and you see um, uh, like. Uh, the, the top of a tiny little almost like homunculan body but it you look at it and it is almost spot on image of Hilda for a second and back underneath and then you see um, and you're just like what the hell and then you see this face emerge and and she's just for a few seconds it it swirls and looks like this vaguely humanoid face and then she's and then it fades away, and she's like, Oh, Nanda. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> she reaches up, pulls her own hair, and drops it in. And the whole thing begins to froth and bubble wildly for a few seconds, then settles down. And nothing. And she looks around the room. It's none of us yet. So the mage is looking for none of us. None of us. I can do this for a few more minutes. She looks around the room and Gex is like rubbing his sore foot. Uh, not Gex, sorry, Lek. Lek, yeah. Did, uh, did Rook and Isold come back? Uh, yeah, yeah, at this point they yeah, come back. You, she got my hair. Did oh, she right. get a hair? Yeah. You, and then... Rook. Yeah, at this point, I'm like looking at this weirdness, and I was like, uh, you guys take care of this. I'm going back to the navigation room. Nope. <laughs> we need a hair. And the turtle. We didn't get a hair off the turtle. Yes, man. Should have a His blood should do the trick, she indicates. We uh, just I, need a lineup of I, I, everybody I have on blood. the ship. No, you're <laughs> your in there. <laughs> Rook, Rook, you you can't leave. You gotta you gotta give a hair. Weird. <sighs> just give a hair. Sold will just run up to him really fast again, and just like go around his back and. <laughs> Yank on his hair and okay. bring it to her. Oh, well. Dodge. <laughs> All right. Do a, uh, an athletics check, uh, Isold, or an attack. And Rook, I need you to do a, an acrobatics Christ. or athletics to get out of the way. Uh, acrobatics. Uh, so I have to do Roll athletics twice there, Rook. You or... Know what? Yeah. Sorry. I have to do athletics or what? Uh, either an attack or athletics. 
Uh, so would it be an unarmed attack? Yep. Okay. I will take that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's a seven. That's not going to do it. I fall on my ass. Yeah. Rook is live, and he just sidesteps you and actually kind of puts a stool in between you and him, and you just ass over tea kettle over this stool, and everyone's like, oh! And in that second, um, uh, he... I, I help up. her up. Yeah, you, you bend down, up. you help her up, you do the, <clears throat> yeah, brush her off a little bit. And then, and then, I, and then I say, okay, whatever, I guys. And I hand help. over, I hand over um, I, the piece of hair. Okay. So you, you hand it over to, uh, to the hag, and she's like, <laughs> and she drops it into the, into the pot in the middle of this uh, scratchings of these symbols on the floor and blood and ichor. And, uh, and it froths again for a few seconds, and then you see this little little hand reach up just for a moment out, and then back down underneath the water. She holds it, she looks at it, and she looks around again. Still. <laughs> no one. They hunt this ship, but not this part of the crew. However... Hey. And she looks around all of you, and she looks intently at each of you, and then kind of looks down at her own hands, which are resumed to the regular human-looking hands. And she looks back up again and says, But if they found us, they found me. Or some of us. I'm sure they would be most displeased. So if the mages found the person they looked for on this ship, they'd be displeased. That's what you're saying? No. Oh, I don't know. If they find a hag, <clears throat> they find me, they will destroy me. Why? Their kind always hunts my sisters. It's an old blood feud. How did that, where, how did the blood feud originate? <laughs> we don't have time for long stories. Yeah, we're on a ship. It's not like there's a market you need to get to. <laughs> All right. Um, in a nutshell, she, she explains how sea hags uh, have always been gatherers of power and knowledge over the sea, over the seas and the shores. Um, and the mages have traditionally also been doing the same thing. They've, they've been hoarding knowledge and power and magics. And so originally the hags believed that the, the mages actually were trying to steal their power. The mages say that they're an evil creature that needs to be destroyed. Um, but it has been, according to her, going on for a long, long time that the, uh, that the mage towers have been against her peoples. It's a traditional um, uh, blood feud from that point of view. Well, Anna, that's just racist. The truth of it, Gex, is that when they boarded before, I hid her because I found out her nature. Yeah, well, I figured that. 
Figured you're just being nice about it. But, you know, having more details as in regards to what the truth of a matter actually is, is always helpful. Speak to me true, Goliath. Is yes, ask me intent? any question you wish. Is it Pardon? your intent to sell me out? No. In fact, I find you fascinating. And she looks over at Hilda for a second, and then back to you, and gives a little nod. <sighs> They're coming. And I, I'll look over at Gex and be like, that's what she said. That's what she said when she, when she was up there. And then she fell. And yeah, that's what she said. Okay. We're in danger. One, one last question, Anna. How, how soon do you think they're coming? And she looks. How much time do we have? She looks around the room almost like. Like she wants to please you and tell you the answer to that question. But she doesn't seem to know it, and she look, looks into all of your faces, and she looks into the cup, and she just glares at Lek for a few seconds, and he's just practically, like, hiding behind Rook's leg at this point. Um, and, uh, and then she looks back, and she says, I... I don't know. But their ship is fast. They travel with the speed of magic winds, and I don't know. I will look. And if I can tell, I will tell you. I and she you. drinks the entire mug of this stuff. Gulps it all down and vomits a little in her own mouth and then continues to choke the rest of it down until mm. it's all gone. And then she just drops them. She looks at the mug as though kind of like an old lady reading tea leaves and she kind of settles down on the floor cross-legged slowly rocking back and forth all right what do you want to do well i think we need to uh make this ship go fast Could Hilda do like a constitution check and like seeing all that showing up and then please do. <laughs> oh, that is a that's a that's a 13. Oh, okay. You don't like full on vomit, but you gotta get some air like now. <laughs> So Hilda immediately is like, mm, good, good idea. Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> this right. is why I'm a med school dropout. You know, like the yeah. autopsy. Blood and vomit. Cadavers and vomit. Toe hairs <laughs> and blood. Blood, vomit, and toe hair. That's, that's the combo right there. I have been navigating us around the frontier spin. We are not going to be able to outrun their ship you're about since we three days maybe four from your destination and they are maybe 
over the horizon, maybe a day behind us, but they could catch us. They're waiting for their moment. Maybe we risk the frontier spin. Try to lose them. Is it dangerous? Very dangerous. Just ask Let's Tammy. Let's do it. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't know exactly what's going on with it, but Tammy was very like, ooh, this is scary. Frontier spin. Yeah, let's do it. Come on. Uh, one one more question for the sea hag. We're still, we're still in the spell, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it's been almost the end of the 10 minutes, but yeah. Oh, maybe two questions. One, have you ever traveled through the frontier spin? yourself she looks up from the mug and looks at you all and she kind of gives this like incredulous look never from above <laughs> okay okay so maybe that leads to more questions can it be done in a ship can we do it is there a way that you know of that we can do it? I don't know. But oh, I have this. A boon. And she stands up and, and her legs are now like t almost twice as long as, as her normal legs. And her she's been very hunched over and she stands up. She's now like almost <laughs> seven feet tall. Um, just as she's elongating into her full, uh, into her full height. And she bends down and she walks up to Hilda and, and she looks at Hilda and she says, Hey, I. And like, you can see the crusted vomit on the side of her mouth. And she pulls in <laughs> closer and closer to your face. <laughs> and she whispers again, May. You can say no if you want, or yes, it's up to you. And she's leaning forward. There's a strong sense of salty bile. Oh, you're really testing that 13. <laughs> All right. She, she, I, I, she begins to back away, sensing your your hesitation as you're just like, ah! <laughs> I, I could do it, just maybe here, can I retrieve like a napkin or something? <laughs> yeah, there's one on the on the floor there. <laughs> okay. Yes. And you, you just wipe her, her chin a little bit. <laughs> nice. You just give her a little wipe down and it's like, it's almost like a mom, like licking and cleaning their kid like and she she seems to kind of <laughs> lean into it like it's the kindest gesture she's had in a long time and then she kind of gives a little shake and then she her eyes open and at this close you realize this large creature her eyes are huge like like you know she's a seven foot tall sea hag in training like she's a, a juvenile sea hag and she smiles and then she it's and then she kind of leans in like suddenly as the like <laughs> and then uh, her lips just touch your forehead just right here and, and it's just soft it's just this gentle little 
this little kiss on the forehead, and she pulls back. And you're just like, <laughs> okay. And then she runs over and repeats the same thing, uh, kneeling, like almost kneeling down to to get to Lek, who's just like, no, 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 Cap Captain. Um, <laughs> Sexual harassment. <laughs> and she shrugs and lets him run away. And she turns to to Rook. And she kind of cocks her head a little bit. Like, you don't need me for this. You might need me for this. What are you planning to do? I want to help you I don't know all that my sisters know but I know a few tricks I've pulled up the ring does this have something to do with it and she kind of she kind of looks a little puzzled for a second and looks at the ring again oh, the ring or the shell thing because there was a little or the shell. shell ring. Okay, the shell. She, but it's yeah. she sees both as you raise it there, and she kind of looks puzzled for a second and says, "My, aren't we connected?" <laughs> and in that second, you kind of give a bit of a nod, and she finds a little kiss on your fore on your cheek this time, and you just feel a little dampness for a second, and then it's gone. And she okay. leans over to Tillman. Uh, you sure? She gives this big toothy smile and then almost back to just the human girl and just leans in and gives you a little kiss on the cheek. And then she retreats back and she looks at Isold and she's like, Do you need more blood? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. And she grabs your I hands and just gives you a kiss on the hands. Both of them. And then lets them go. And then she turns back to Gex. And she leans up yeah. and gives you a kiss on the cheek and then retreats again. And each of you, when that happens, you just feel this little shimmer of just just slightly cold. And then it then it passes. And okay. She sits back down and kind of starts digging in the mug again. I'll I'll let you know if there's anything else. Anna, one last question. You, you you've been on the ship for a while, and you know you should be able to answer this by now. I would think, based on how you've seen us, do you trust us? My kind doesn't trust, but we do make deals. And she looks over at Rook. A broken deal does not bode well. So, I'll make you a deal. I'll help you. You help me. To get away. Or take them down. Is she talking to just Rook or to all of us? 
right there. That last second, she's kind of talking to all of you. I just kind of going to glance back and forth between the two of them for a second. Because <laughs> I know they spent a little time. Anna, will, will, you, will, you, will you tell me if, uh, if anything interesting comes up? You think I might want to know? Of course. Or how about you tell me if there's something I think I might want to know? She kind of visibly tracks that thought, like, as her eyes go from left, then up, then down, then back, and to the middle, then back to you. And then she's like, okay. Okay. Then we have an agreement. Sure. Happy sailing. All right. Unless there's something else anybody wants to do, I'm going to need some rolls. Uh, you've already got your navigation yeah. roll, and you've already given your command roll. I'm going to need... Um, how are you going to help in the in this next step? And you do have to decide. Are you making a run for the spine? Are you making a run into the frontier spin? She didn't say no, and she did say she would help you as best she could. Yeah, I think we need to talk with the captain... I mean, navigator, captain, first mate, yeah. at least. Before we then, just like veer the ship into almost <laughs> or at least skirt, or at least skirt its edge. Yeah. Well, all I right. got two. I'm of two minds of it. Like we're all talking here, so I'll stay in the group for a second. I'm of yeah. I'm of two minds about this. One. When I was younger. I used to play tag with my friends and they would never catch me. And the reason they would never catch me was that near our house, there were patches of raspberry and blackberry bushes. And I used to just run through those at full speed and take the scratches and come out of it on the other side, bloody, but they never caught me. I'm thinking of the same thing here. If you, we're willing to go somewhere they aren't willing to follow. Catch my drift. To use a sailing they term. Kind of what I suggested. The other side of it is um, sometimes those thorns can hurt. <laughs> How much blood are we willing to shed of our own for this? And I just smile and look over at you. I think we should do it. Well, I propose it, but I think I agree. We should talk with Tammy and the captain. Hey. Yeah, that's a good call, man. <sighs> Can I get a intelligence check from... Um, uh, from Tillman, Rook, and Hilda. At 20. Damn. <laughs> Not my finest hour. <laughs> 19. A, a 20, a natural 20, a 19, and a 7. <clears throat> All right. Tillman? Mm. You're just like, you yeah. had another one ready. You might as well just... 
<laughs> not gonna go back on the shell. Um, meanwhile, Rook and Hilda both look at, like, you're like, wait a second, who's this? As you look over at Isolde. I think I'm saying that right. Am I? Okay. So, um, yeah. So yeah. you look over at her and you're like, wait a second. You know her. You knew she was part of the crew, but you're like, wait a minute. What do you know about this person? And then you're like, oh, right. She was the lookout that night that you guys hit the goblin sprawl when the ship collided with that little raft thing. But she seems pretty gung-ho, and Gex doesn't seem to mind, because he doesn't remember that. He forgot who was on, on lookout that night. And uh, anyway, she's running up to talk to the captain with the rest of you, and it's just like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. You knock Who's... on the captain's door. Before we go up, it's old already run up. Like, Who's the little new crew member from the B team? She's, uh, she's my runner, fetcher, getter. Don't worry about it. She's all good. It's me. No, I had a moment. A moment. And I think uh, Hilda and I shared that. She was the lookout on that night when we crashed. Oh, yeah. Seems to not care about danger. I mean, she agrees with your plan. <laughs> well, that... I, I, intend for, I tend for us to, like, live, right? We need to live to get to our destination. <clears throat> Fair enough. However, uh, uh, that can be a um, useful quality. Maybe not as a lookout. Maybe we need a separate assignment <laughs> on a regular basis. But a lack of the fear of danger does have its advantages in certain other areas. So, Isold, we're going to reassign you. But but for now, stick around. He's just... Uh, I'm assuming I was there then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're all just the adults talking over I'm her. just, like, watching all no. of you. Like, okay. And she's just like, okay, anything you want, I do it. And she'll start running ahead again. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys um, need to do a collective persuasion roll as you go and talk to the captain. We're going to, um, I need you to just see how good you do at this. It's going to be a group check. So everybody, persuasion, please. And we'll take kind of the average. Not 20. Hey. Hilda's on fire. I knew Holy that cow. was going to go well. I didn't do that bad with a minus three. What a minus three. Wow, I have a there plus two and I did worse. Ooh. Carl got the 14. 18. Uh, Izzel got the five. <laughs> um, Gordon, got, uh, sorry, Rook got the 18. Um, oh, and, yep. And, uh, Oh, damn. And Hilda got the 27. How'd you do there, Gex? Ooh. 20. So 27. 
plus what? Eight. That's all good. I could. I'm just doing the rough in my head, and the captain's like, oh, "All right. Well, you took care of the squid thing, and you kept us alive. And sure, sure. Still let's do it." And a few seconds it. later, you hear uh, a limping thump thump and uh, a bunch of swearing as. Um, hold on, I, I don't have the, the right uh, voice ready yet. Um, I changed it, but uh, one sec. You've got to be f***ing kidding me. As Tammy kind of pops up uh, and, and just kind of looks at everybody, you can see she's like leaning heavily on the wall. She's bandaged across the shell. She's even got some some burns uh, up her neck and so on. She looks rough from the, the previous attack. She's been resting for several days, uh, but she still looks pretty rough, and she's just like, huh? Why, why, um, Hilda, Tillman, can't you do something about this? I like, can help definitely. her, heal her? Yeah, I have the two potions. <laughs> what about instead of potions, you you use your? That's your right. Paladin. You have paladin I have, stuff. I have paladin face. <laughs> I love that. That's canon. But I, <laughs> I quickly palm Tammy's face. <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> I got a hot penis. I'm jumping back and forth, but she's just like, what are you? And it just, boom, you basically bump, <laughs> get her right in the face. <laughs> and she just half falls, stumbles back, and there's this pulse of kind of a, a, a little flash of light from inside your palm, and she breathes, and she's like, okay, I'm dizzy. I'm going to go lie down. Um, just... Uh, you can heal up to... Just please promise me you're not going to get us killed. I mean, sure. We, our, our hope is to stay alive. Otherwise, we can't do what we came here to do. Great. The only people I kill by accident are the ones I try to kill on purpose. <laughs> that is so comforting. I'm going to go lie down. So she goes and and uh, leaves you to your plan, but you convince the captain, and Tammy is not too, none too happy about this. <laughs> as, as you steer your way towards the frontier spin. All right, I think this is a good time for us to take a brief break. Um, paladinity. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was an excellent face grab. Um, so uh, we're going to go take a, what do we need, five minutes, ten minutes? All right, so let's take five-minute break, and when we come back, we'll see what happens as you steer your ship uh, due east, well, southeast from where you currently are, aiming directly into, um, at least down towards the center of this ring of, at of the atoll around, and in the center, the frontier spin. So we'll be right back in a few minutes. And uh, The ring of atoll around. Yes, the ring of atoll. All right, we'll be back in a bit, everybody. Ciao. Where's the button? Better than the ring of 
ring of asshole. <laughs> the fire. Oh, no. As long as, long as you record. This one's for Anna. <laughs> Name is Anna, and I found her on a ride. She rings my bell. I got deck shift in half an hour. Ooh, how she rocks on ships at the docks. He doesn't know who I am, and she doesn't give. Damn about me. She's just a teenage sea hack, baby. Hey. She's just a teenage sea hack, hey. baby. Listen to stranger acquaintance, baby, with me. Ooh. Oh, it's gotta go the guitar. She's just a teenage sea hack, baby. She's just a teenage sea hack, baby. She's just a stranger acquaintance, baby, with me. Oh, boy. Sure you're a rogue and not a bard? Well, I mean, in his previous life, right? <laughs> All right. We're going to come back in just a couple seconds here. Yeah, for some reason, it I'll was not to... picking up the guitar. I'm sad about that. But uh, anyway, yeah. I got it. I get it. You had to be a little quiet because we all have lives. I'm going to have... No problem. No problem. I know Gordon's got a bail early too, so it's all good. All right, I think we're back on the stream. Hey, interweebs. Um, hello. Oh, but I'm going to go get the mic. It's okay. Do what you got to do, man. All right, so um, hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to be uh, pick up from where we left off. However, a, couple, a quick reminder. First of all, internet, if you're watching this live, we do take your suggestions. And so if you have suggestions, we will try to make them part of our game. Uh, either as soon as we can, or if you want to type them into chat on YouTube or Twitch when we play live on Wednesdays. Wait, that's today. Uh, we'll try to incorporate it live. Otherwise, we'll take suggestions, put them in the bank, and try to bring them out later. That includes names, that includes uh, plot hooks, uh, uh, twists, or just turns. Uh, just no insta-deaths. Unless it's me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but anyway, uh... Let's dive back in as you turn your ship south words southeast towards the frontier spin. Alright, um as you're going, it, what started out as a beautiful calm day begins to turn. Alright. Uh after a little while oh I'm sorry, I had the music going that whole time. Ah, we'll have to re-record that at some point there, Steve, but not not right now. We'll do it again. No, it just, it wouldn't have been clean, unfortunately. Uh, sorry, Mian. Whatever. I made, I, I f***ed it up. I need a, I need a PA, man. I'm doing like 18 different things. All right. Anywho, 
so you turn your ship and in towards where you've been told not to go. Of course. And you're sailing pretty on steady and the breeze holds and you're making good time. And after a while, you notice a shift in the weather. What was a nice, bright, sunny day, you see clouds on the horizon as you just from the towards the, the direction you're going. And they begin to overtake most of the sky as you get closer and closer. And there's this broiling pattern to them as you get closer. Uh, a vague kind of um, circular kind of spin with lots of bumpy clouds. And the waves themselves start to get choppier and choppier. And the, and you notice uh, those running the tiller, there's a constant kind of pull to to uh, off towards the west from where you are right now. And so you kind of have to steer into that uh, across the current as it's dragging you ever so slightly uh, off your bearing. Um, but you press on and you, you begin to go. And uh, it's right around uh, the whole run-in with... Uh, with the sea hag probably happened in the morning and it's right around close to close to the third meal uh, dinner time when um, when one of the crew members up on the uh, on the back uh, up on the um, the, uh, the crow's nest calls down ship sighted ship sighted a stone <clears throat> And you turn and you get a spyglass and you take a good look. Uh, can I get uh, either two people to do a perception check or one of you with advantage? I'll do a perception I'll, check. Uh, um, who is our best perceiver? I'll assist, but I'm good. All right. So, uh, Gordon, go ahead and roll with advantage. Yeah. First one's 28. Wow. 28. All right, 28 holds. All right, so you you look and you grab the uh, the spyglass and you look uh, where the where the lookout was pointing. And sure enough, you see billowing white sails. Um, and it's so far away, you can't actually see the rest of the ship. It's beyond the curvature of the round planet. Um, but you can just make out the billowing white sails on the horizon and they are appear to be heading in your direction almost not quite with the regular wind like the other wind would be the sails would be at a slight angle like the ones you have but these ones are directly towards you well what do you see Rook I see, um, I see a white sail on a ship just on the edge of the horizon, bearing towards us, just like what Anna said. It appears to be moving fast. It's moving fast. It looks just the way it's going to be magically propelled, similar to that other ship we ran, a, we In ran fact, across. Mentioning that other <laughs> ship, it looks like. It's it's pretty far, but it does look very similar, if not the same. It could be the exact same ship or a similar one. Now, also, where's, where's Anna right now? She's down in the galley, still scratching into the into the floor. Um, it with that twenty eight near natural twenty, 
plus a bunch of bonuses. You also make out, as you're talking to Gex, just a little flicker of white. Probably, it's hard, probably about a half mile. Pretty high up. Uh, almost directly off your starboard. You can see a small shape up, way up in the air. They have a, they have a bird on us. Hmm. How far out can I see it? If I look, yeah. Once he points it out, out, you can see it. It's a, it's a big bird, but it is pretty far away. So right now, it looks like a small white flying thing, pretty high up in the sky. Um, it's about half a mile. It, it seems to be looping, doing a slow loop around, and it's. It, you watch it for a while, and you see it loops around almost a, like it looks like if it keeps on track from where you're going, um, it it appears to be finishing a loop, as though it's come from well behind in an elliptical kind of loop, looping way back, and then retreat kind of comes out in this long oblong. Uh, would probably pass pretty close above the ship. And then back again. That's that's what you you can track with your nat uh, almost nat twenty. It will pass close to the ship at one point. How how close might it get? Uh, and with my best estimation, um, go ahead and do on either perception or intelligence, uh, and you have advantage because of Rook uh, doing such a good job spotting it. Uh, 18. Oh, that's pretty damn good. All right, you can estimate this thing will probably come within less than 100 feet uh, from the mast as it as it does a loop around. It, it looks like it will either loop slightly behind or slightly in front of the mast. Uh, probably, if you, if you were up there, probably less than 50 feet away. Hey, my familiar is around still, so... I'm going to command it to intercept it. Nice. Okay. And yeah, like they, they can't technically attack each other, but I can cast a spell through it. So I might just do that. All right. Now, if your familiar gets beyond a hundred feet from you, it can't take new commands. Just so you know. Um, yeah. That's why I was curious the command and then come back. Yeah. No, I'm going to that... climb up the mast to like the crow's nest to, and then hide. Nice. Um, if you take your time doing it, the, I won't make you roll any checks. If you're in a hurry, you do ac uh, acrobatics no, or athletics. I'm going to take my time. I, I've also gauged that it's going to come within like 50 to 100, and I'm Absolutely. just going to get rid of ambush it. Okay, nice. So you get into place, Gex. You issue um, instructions to your familiar, and the, the sea eagle. Um, that was my whistle. That was a weak whistle. There we go. That's a little better. Um, uh, Hilda, you're kind of aware of what's going on up top. Anything you want to be doing? Uh, well, I guess my primary concern would be maybe heading down to the galley and just fucking out situation with Anna. Sure. Maybe advise her. Cool. Well. How about you, Tillman? Um... Just to to get some awareness, so are most of the crew like pretty pretty healthy, or 
do I have somebody uh, still, you know, recuperating in the sick bay that I need to go check on, make sure everything's good, or? Um, most of the crew handled the uh, attack. Either they got killed, like poor Garrick, uh, or um, or th- some of them got a little banged up, but nobody's too bad. Tammy definitely got the worst of it when that powder keg went off. Um, and she definitely is healing. She's just still pretty bruised and battered and enough to manage to uh, um, uh, basically stay out of the way. And she's following the captain's orders, but she's feeling better since Hilda um, said that. You go to, you happen to just want to check in on the crew and you, you come into this one area and there she is as she's kind of unwinding the bandage from around her shell. Um, and she looks up at you as you walk in and she's like, Oh, um, hi. Hey, man. Don't think you should be taking out the bandage just yet. You know, he's still healing. Is that your professional opinion? Hey, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, man. But you never were one to listen, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, I know what that feels like. History over here. (laughs) Are you serious about... I know we have to get away, but... I've heard things. Old tales, and usually we just... laugh them off, but... A few people I trust have talked about the Frontier Spin before. They say that entire ships can pass through unscathed. But once in a while, the whole crew, or a few castaways, they're just gone. Other times, rumors of ships just disappearing for years only to come back, as though no time at all has passed. And then... And then... This old sailor once... once told me, and I I don't know if it was the goblins? Reminded me? And no lights. He said, no lights, no spark. Hold on. Or kiss your arse goodbye. I, I don't know what it meant, but... That's what he told me. Mind you, he was a crazy old drunk, so what do I know? <laughs> I got great taste in men. And she thumps you on the shell. <laughs> Yeah, man, thanks. <sighs> you seem to have done all right for yourself, though. Can't complain, man. Learning each day. Well, whatever it is you're searching for and you're wondering, I hope you find it. Me but- too. Now get it. Hey, I have to change. Oh yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> hey, I know we're gonna go through through this and a lot of uh, legends abound of it, but you know, it's an adventure. It's our chance to dispel it or confirm it if we make it through it. If we do, you gotta look at the positive. You gotta look at the positive. <laughs> huh? Most of the time, oh, I'm... you're the most positive person I know. Most of the time. Oh, and by the way, there's a ch ship chasing us. I'll let you get changed. <laughs> there's a what? <laughs> and you, <laughs> you close the door. <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> all right, Isol. Um, whereabouts are you? Where are you keeping yourself at the moment? Um, I feel yeah, like she... Because technically she should be asleep. She's not. She's a little wired, especially after that whole thing. So I feel like she'd be up on the deck, and because she had the um, lookout taken away from her, uh, she's looking for something to do, frantically. Um... Posting that she she's ready to do anything. Mostly the crew's like, all right, all right, get out of that way. Um, asking you to move a bucket here and that kind of thing. It's yeah. Generally, you're just kind of underfoot. Um, but there was something about that below when the the sea hag, especially when when she gathered up the bits and and especially with Tillman when she did that little scratch, just kind of resonates. All right, um, Rook, whereabouts are you hanging out? Oh, you're muted, dude. Oh, yeah. I am in the crow's nest. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, Laying I forgot in ambush. Nice. Don't All right, wait. so you're up there. And Hilda, you go down uh, and you see the sea hag pretty much um, in regular human form, sitting cross-legged, just kind of rocking back and forth ever so slightly. And you kind of get a, a, a look at her and she looks up at... Um, She's looking down at one point, just kind of doodling in the on the on the floor. And she looks up, and you can um, you see just a little shape, as though these little scratches and etches of of ichor and blood in the ground um, and in the deck on the wood. Uh, you can count these little little stick figure looking things with like little different eye like eyes, and some of them have hair and. You, as you kind of look over, and she hasn't noticed you yet, you see one of the little stick figures that she's drawn has nice long red hair. A little shorter than the rest. And then and then her head turns, and it's one of those, like, like her head turns further than it probably should, and she looks up at you for a second, and then she blinks, and the eyes are back to normal now. And then she's, she kind of half smiles and kind of half stands up, and she's like, What's up? Oh. Well, she's she's kind of smudging and blocking the little <laughs> painting that she did. Well, that was a nice drawing there, I think. Before it got smudged. Uh, but I wanted to give you a heads up that you might want to say hello for the time being. Because we do spot. Okay. 
Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, if if things go bad, I will put in a good word for you with my mother. If she can find us. If oh. we don't. <laughs> well, let's hope that it doesn't come to that. Thank you. All right, up on the top deck, a couple things you can see that bird is it's finishing the long ellipse and is starting to come back. It's just about within probably about 200 feet away at this point. Um, and as you're going, uh, Tillman, where about oh, you were uh, with the navigator kind of area, uh, which is on the aft castle. Uh, Rook, you're up on the top. Anybody on the top deck right now? Do a perception check for me. Uh, that would include me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Twenty-two. Twenty-two from Rook. Nine from uh, what was it? Nine from Bell. Uh, from Isold. Uh, sixteen from uh, Tillman. Uh, okay, and fourteen from Gex. Okay, so. Uh, Rook, you have that overhead view, and you're mostly watching the bird getting ready, ridding your, your arrows, and then you, you're kind of cast your eyes around, just taking in the horizon for a second, and you see almost directly in front of the ship, the water, um, at, at probably about, you know, 500 feet ahead or something, there's something, it's like the water doesn't look quite right. Uh, and with a 22... There's something, it's almost like you're seeing through the water and see more air underneath in this one section. About 500 feet ahead and just ever so slightly to the port. Okay. Um, I, how far up am I? Uh, about 50 feet. 50 feet? If I yell, is it noisy? Like if I yell down, can they hear me clearly? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Look I, I, I yell down like <clears throat> object ahead 500 feet okay. move around it <laughs> yeah you, you point it out um, yeah. Gex you can from this angle you can barely see it it's almost like a little line of silver in the water but it would be deep below the water at this point so it's just if he hadn't pointed it out you would have just thought it was glint off the, off the sunlight um, and you're taking this in. That bird is now about 120 feet away as it's moving pretty quick. Um, in, in about a, a few seconds, about six seconds, that's going to come within range. What do you want to do? Okay, so, yeah, commanding familiar to go attack it. Lock your claws with it. All right. Anything. I, I'm going to get you to... <laughs> I know familiars can't attack. Internet, don't get no. mad at me. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but they, I need but you to can... roll an attack as Ouch. your eagle so that it can make contact. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, what am I rolling exactly then? A d20 and then add, I think it's probably like dex plus three. And uh, I guess, yeah, we'll add so plus five. So d20 plus five. Well, it's not really proficient at attacking. So actually d20 plus three, whatever the dex of a an eagle is. I'm assuming it's 16. 
22. Damn. All right. So you see this white albatross bird, and up close, it's actually quite big. It's even bigger than your uh, your sea eagle. And your sea eagle just apparates into uh, existence on this plane, like 30 feet away from you, uh, or uh, 30 feet away from it, and just swoops in like almost like a... Um, like a small sparrow type bird going after a, a big crow. It's outmatched, but it just dive bombs at it. They make contact. And what are you going to cast? Oh, I'm going to inflict ye old wounds upon it. Inflict ye old wounds, good sir. Okay, let's see how this goes. I guess I'll follow yeah, up with a sneak attack. Yeah, make your <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a 19. Damn. And then uh, the old damage would be... Have to do a con save or something? Um, 21 damages. Honestly, I don't really remember Inflict Wounds very well. Oh, I can pull it up. In, so in Inflict Wounds, um, <laughs> you, yeah, on a hit, the target takes... <sighs> 3d10 necrotic damage. Yeah, so that's a hit, and it <laughs> that's a lot of damage. Oh, damn. Rook. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. That's a natural 20. <laughs> for a 28. hit on a sneak attack. Wow. On so, a sneak attack. So... Go ahead and roll them dice. Happens simultaneously. The eagle hits, and the arrow. <laughs> okay. I'll just sit back for this one. I think they got it. <laughs> <laughs> But I do have my uh, short bow out. So essentially, if it's um, hit points reach net zero, it's done for the yep. day. Bamps. Yeah, no, no damage obviously uh, to the mage, but the familiar is gone. That is thirty-one 31. points on eight six. Holy Wait. crap! And how much was the uh, the inflict wounds against there, Steve? Twenty-one. Okay, so that is 52 points of damage to the familiar that had four hit points. <laughs> can, it, can it just like explode into like a puff of feather? It, and, it, and it explodes and then implodes. It's this weird like <laughs> just feathers and then they all just go back and just and there's this pinpoint of light and somewhere on a ship a mage gets a just a massive headache. It was that yeah, severe. He, he at least needs to roll to resist psychological trauma. <laughs> roll, roll for psychological trauma. I, I, you know, I, I back that. I back that. Let me roll. Oh, oh. He doesn't give a damn about that bird. He rolled a 19. He resisted emotional damage. There you go. Cue the, cue the, you know, the meme. Anyway, um, so the, that familiar is done. Um, at that exact moment, um, uh, Tillman and Isold, you notice, because you're not watching the bird as much, you look down towards where that glitter in the water is, and there's a bulge as the water begins 400 feet across in this massive bulge of water now is five feet above like the meniscus of the water as though something big was coming up just it's bulging up towards almost 
yeah, it's five feet up right now and growing, and it's this massive. In the middle, you see these little jets spraying water 30, 40 feet into the air. It's now about 300 feet in front of you and slightly off to the port, and it's approaching, or you're approaching it very quickly. Can I, um, at this moment, when I see this, like, does my insight or kind of like my maybe passive insight or whatever tell me this is danger? Oh, yes. Every instinct you okay. have, every you're fascinated. I mean, it's almost like watching a car wreck in slow motion. You're just like, right. I, so what do you want to do? Are you going to freeze? Are you going to do I'm something? I'm going to... Oh, sorry. I did that twice for some reason. Every like I didn't roll it, but it just when I looked at the thing. So I'm going to um, with my short bow. I'm going to uh, when I pick it up, uh, as I kind of grip around the handle, uh, I'm gonna just quickly prick my finger and that'll be I'll do five damage to myself and I am now able to inflict additional damage nice and my weapon is now magic nice Uh, storm so it is lightning damage alright sparky alright alright yeah Hilda, I guess, about... like, yeah, a little spark comes out of it, just for embellishment. <laughs> uh, Hilda, you start to walk away from Anna down below, and she, as you're starting to walk, there's a hand grips your, your arm really strongly. The fingers wrap around the arm, and, and you turn back to her, and, and then she's pulling her hand back, but she's a good 15 feet away again. And she's just like, you remind me of someone in my first time through. We hags, we travel. Sometimes we're born. Sometimes we are made. I was called here from the depths of hells. I don't want to go back, but if I go, I'll return. Do you think you'll return? If it goes bad? Hmm. Well, some religions do believe in <laughs> And she smiles. Oh. <laughs> like, right. this is all flying over Hilda's head. She's like, she does not take philosophy. <laughs> the best thing you like, have is cool. is you had a professor who was like trying to teach people bedside manner <laughs> like you're just like okay okay all right uh tillman okay. what are you doing what am i doing um you were up um in the yeah so I, I see yeah so i so the way i see the uh the water coming and um, you were just coming out of the cabin and looking 
out towards, um, and you see this going on. You see everybody else on the deck. Uh, some of them looking up at the bird. What do you do? Alright, well, I relayed the information about the water wall, if you will. Um, 300 uh, meters in the distance to, you know, just in case I, nobody else noticed. <laughs> Does anybody and... else see that, man? <clears throat> yeah, man. You got, you got some water coming at us pretty quickly from uh, insert side here. Um, you can all feel it starting to shake the ship a little bit. I have a bad feeling about this, bro. Uh, so, when Rook shouted that there was a thing over there, the person manning the tiller just kind of pretended not to hear that? Uh, he heard it, but he's not really sure what to do. He's kind of looking at it like, uh, how far how far away are we from it now? It's like, about two fifty. Dude, veer to starboard. Oh, <laughs> starts to turn, and the whole ship just lists. You, a couple of the crew start adjusting the the sails and so on, um, and the rest of you are ready. And you look back, and you see the the maid ship you can recognize it now it does appear to be the same one and it is closing fast it's probably about maybe maybe like uh maybe two kilometers or less away at this point and closing quickly but they seem to be kind of veering ever so slightly to the starboard hey i think it's time we set in motion the crazy plan i think it is time so, I'm gonna get Lek and that crazy old dude that almost shot the cannon. Oh, that guy's dead. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think a feminine tear rolls down my cheek. Big octopus killed him. <laughs> yeah. You, and Lek looks you, up and is like, I'm you. sorry, sir. He's, he's dead. Okay, Lek, listen. You and three other guys. Take that lifeboat there, take that spare sail there, take those three barrels of powder there, put the powder in the lifeboat, drop the lifeboat down, put the sail over top of all of it so it hides it, and then you tie a rope to the bow of that, and you, to the lifeboat, bow the lifeboat, and then you tie the other end of the rope to the stern of the boat, and you let it out mm, 100, 120 feet, all right? He starts taking notes to be like, Oh, um, all right. Um, Can you handle um, that? Um, I, I answer. And now here's the point, Lek. That sh- that rope's got to be tied at both ends. That thing's got to go. You know, that lifeboat needs to be trailing behind. Those barrels need to be disguised, and they need to be just within arrow shot. Are we clear on that? Oh, y- yes, sir. I, I, I'll do my best, sir. Uh, Isolde, you overheard that, too, so I don't know if you want to assist, or... Yeah. Yeah, I will. He, he, I will Lek looks around the little halfling, and he's like, oh, go on! Isolde, do you want to throw a couple of cannonballs in the back of that boat just for fun? By all means. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
So you guys <laughs> set about rigging up yeah. um, the SS Explodo. Um, and you start... The S Explode. SS Explode. SS Explode. Roger, sir. Okay. Um, so, Isold, uh, I'm going to get you to roll a... Uh, do you have sleight of hand? Or tinkering? I do. All right. I'll let you roll either one of I those do. to see how well you rig this little rowboat to be a blowboat. <laughs> okay. Let's let's see how I do. I've been rolling like shite, so, you know. There's, there's no consequence at all hey, for failing this roll. Pretty all right. Pretty all right. All right, 15. 15. Okay, good. All right. Pretty, pretty good for me tonight. And you're all starting to load this thing in, and the ship is now running sort of parallel to the large, like, bulge in the water. It's now at least 10 feet across, and towards the center, uh, sorry, 10 feet high off the water, and it's, it begins to just roil. You see those bubbles just... And it's about 200, 250 feet away on the port side um, as you're now steering kind of along the edge of it to skirt around it. Along the circumference. Um, uh, and this thing it seems to roil for a few seconds. And I'm going to get Tillman. Um, do either intelligence or perception. Your call. Uh, Todd, while he's doing that, um, can I, would you let me, as part of that kind of sleight of hand or whatever, um, create some type of uh, something that looks like a person in this? So it looks like... <laughs> You're damn right Like I with do. some of my disguise... Oh. Absolutely. Stuff? Go ahead and roll a disguise <laughs> roll for me like, as well. I feel like I have like one of those, you know, mannequin heads or, you know, like to hold hats. Hilda, like you come up at about head. this time and you see his old kind of down over the side, the rope ladder, the bobbin in the waves next to this thing. Um, and you see Lek down there and, and uh, one other person. You're just kind of taking it all in. And... Uh, Okay, uh, so you're, everybody's kind of available on the top deck. How'd you do there, Tillman? Fifteen. Fifteen. All right, you're like, you take in, you see them lowering these barrels of this flash powder, the, the gunpowder stuff that, that badly injured Tammy earlier, and they're lowering it down, and you see Izzled there, and she kind of slings her crossbow over her shoulder, the edge of the actual bolt of it, like, literally... <laughs> zapping a little bit with sparks it's actually a short bow but oh yeah. sorry short bow but the arrow that you were oh. holding is, is, is there just crackling away uh behind her as she's pouring the powder around and putting the mannequin hat on oh no how fast can you paper mache <laughs> she's actually pretty good at it <laughs> how this good is, is your soap art <laughs> macaroni art I really want a picture of what you make with this. That'd be amazing. As there's just like, I picture almost the art from uh, Mitchell's versus the machine, the badly drawn face on the on the helmet. It's it's got like you know the really crude drawing of a face, right? But you know it's got the the smile and then a little tongue hanging down, like 
<laughs> it's bad. Nice. All right. Um, Tillman, there's something. You sense something is very, very wrong. Um, and you're just like, wait. And you look over. You look down at them, down, setting up the blowboat. And then you look over uh, up at everybody else. And then you look over towards the bulging water. And you see in the middle of, like, almost five, six hundred feet away, maybe lo- more, this this rise, and then poof, the water sprays and bursts, and all of a sudden it goes, and it, this, everyone sees this massive spray kick up into the air about two 200 feet away over there. Um, and then the water just comes raining down and falls below the surface, and the whole ship just starts to go, as the whole thing just starts to slide sideways as this massive bubble has burst about 200 feet away from the ship it's probably 500 feet across this huge sub uh, aquan bubble and and once it's burst it's released in the air and there's this super sour stench and it's almost it even begins to burn your eye. Everybody's noticing this now. The burning of your eyes uh, the, the, in this this hissing sound and this stench of like just awful stench in the air as, as this thing happens. Um, what do you want to do? Hmm. I wouldn't have recognized the effects or anything or um like how to treat it the closest thing you've encountered to like this is honestly kind of reminds you of farting in the bathtub but like mm. on a massive scale oh no <laughs> can we can we perceive there's something um, underneath the waves that made that <laughs> that, you're like what <laughs> now the whole ship is listing heavily to the port side and the and it's not just the ship the water is all just starting to flow down in that direction and it, it begins to corkscrew the closer it gets to where the center of this bubble was which is a pretty big gap right down um, probably a hundred feet below the surface of where the surface was, and the whole thing just begins to corkscrew like a drain. And the, I'm, I'm going to need everybody to do a dexterity saving throw. And Gex, you're the closest to the tiller, so I'm going to um, I'm going to make you do a um, a sailing check because you are proficient in sailing vessels. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> So, uh, 23 on the sailing water vehicles check, nice. and uh, uh, 14 on the dexterity saving through. Okay. All right. Um, let me check. Okay, so Tillman, with a four, you go careening across the deck. You were near the entrance, and you go hit the side of the rail. Uh, I need you to... Um, Actually, <laughs> um, he goes flailing past and poof, 
with that low roll, I'm sorry, dude. With a four, you're going overboard. Just ass over tea kettle. You can. Sorry, was it Tillman by me though? He's close. Yeah. Do you want to do with a... my twenty-five? Can I try to? Sure. You you him? see him going by, and you're like, he's a big dude, but you're quick, and there are ropes all over this thing. So you just try to. You could try to loop him with a rope, okay. lasso him. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even that fancy. It's just like get a rope around him before he goes. Right. Um, so go yeah. ahead and do, do a, uh, a rope handling check, which in this case, I guess will just be a dexterity. Um, and you know what? You've been on a ship for a while. I'll say you're proficient. Like it's... a sleight of hand? Sure. Yeah. Can Hilda help with this? Because um, I think I'm in like the same area. You were like either sleight of hand or like an athletics or something or an uh, acrobatics. either one of those. You're you got to you're trying to loop him fast, or I'll you can just slight. grab onto him and try not to be dragged overboard. I'll do the sleight of hand because that's I'm better at. All right. And Hilda, you can do running. something here too, as you see Tillman go flying past as shell hits and his feet flip up. Twenty-four. Okay. Okay. Um, I assist with the grabbing of the rope because I'm pretty sure at the velocity that this turtle is going, uh, we're going to need some strength. Absolutely. So you grab the other end of the rope um, that Izzel just looped around Tillman's ankle as he went over the side. Um, And do a strength check for me, please. Gex, meanwhile... You, with your 23, you managed to just heave the tiller, so you're actually, like, managing to pilot it slightly, not out. You can't go directly out of this corkscrewing water, this with this whirlpool, as it swirls. But you know you're, you're keeping it on a, a slightly diagonal course, trying to just go against the flow of the water. The wind is helping, and you manage to catch the wind and just try to ride it. You're holding steady and not descending backwards. And the back of the boat kind of swings heavily around at one point, and you just spin it the other way uh, before you can end up being kicked into a spin. Um, So you're managing to keep it piloting and ever so slightly approaching the the outer edge of this massive whirlpool. So well done on that. By the way, in that effort, the wheel kind of kicks out of your hand for a few seconds and you grab onto it again. But in the process, it bashes you pretty good. You take six points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, You didn't quite make your deck save. Uh, Obviously, Tillman didn't make his deck save. When you hit the deck, by the way, uh, Tillman, you took six points of bludgeoning damage. Um, And uh, everybody else made their save. Uh, I think, Gordon, you got a 14 as well. So you're going to... Actually, Gordon, I need you to... I'm going to need you to do an acrobatics check for me, sir. Okay. That twenty thirty one. Holy crap! When the boat shook, the the crow's nest acted almost like a fulcrum, like just uh, like a lever, and you just go. But as you go out, you grab this rope and just hold on, and it spools out. You go a good fifteen feet out of it, and then rope goes taut, and you go. Swing down, and you're just doing the classic pirate pinion, like pendulum, 
uh, down and and you grab on and it kind of loops around one of the booms. You grab on and just hold on tight and land on the top of one of the booms. Um, just like Spider-Man style, standing on one of the one of the sails. Um, a couple of the crewmen go <laughs> splash or <laughs> hit the deck below, uh, doing from that height. That's gonna be like, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> a couple oh. of the other crewmen who were up in the rigging just flung out either into the water or uh, pumpkin smashed on the deck below. Uh, but you, sir, managed to Spider-Man that shit effectively. All right. Um, the ship is currently not being sucked into the vortex. What do you want to do? Make sure we don't go into the vortex. <laughs> you you shout <laughs> as the waves are just like five feet below your head there, Carl. Dangling by your ankle. <laughs> Any anybody got spells like to get wind? <laughs> Something? Yeah, there's not there's not really much we can do but sail right now. I mean, how far is that ship behind us? Um, it's probably now uh maybe maybe a kilometer, maybe half a kilometer, and they are turning. <laughs> Well, actually, you can't even see them right now. Sorry, because you're below the this the edge of this whirlpool. So you look back, okay. and where you saw them is about a kilometer back. Um, but yeah, you but can't the last, see them. Yeah, the last time we laid eyes on them, they weren't that far away. No, no, and they were closing pretty quickly. Um, now yeah, you're just gonna start shouting to man the cannons for sure. All right, you can all hear this shouting over the wind. Um, Rook, you were able to assist with that roll. You're like, oh, this rope is loose. You loop it off, and the sail catches wind again and fills. It stops luffing at the front. Um, with that nat 20, you're basically jumping from from boom to boom, from sail to sail, grabbing this, tightening that, just keeping the sails where they need to be, as Gex is just, like, steering like a madman. Um, Isold, you are in the... You're in the little rowboat. Oh no, you were above. You have already done the rowboat. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm back on the deck because I grabbed um, Tillman. Isold, you hear a voice from below. It's not Tillman. You're like, you see Tillman's ankle. You know that he's dangling there, but you hear another voice. Oh my god, help anybody. And then it's kind of lost in the in the swirl. Oh, no. No. And you look over, and this, this, by some freaking miracle, the rowboat isn't, it, it's behind the, the sail of the massive sailing ship, just wobbling back and forth on the line in the torrent of this whirlpool that is just sucking back. Um, but the rope is still taut, and he's hanging on to the dummy that you did. It's like, oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, that poor fucking hat. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Uh, what do you guys want to do? You can, uh, if you want some ideas, you could wait for that ship to get closer and maybe you're kind of holding steady and drifting in the in the swirl sideways. You could try to turn into the 
curve and scoot out the other side, you could try to get up to the edge of the of the where the whirlpool is strongest and sail away kind of off to the starboard. So you could go kind of straight or starboard towards the mage ship. You could go to your port and try to outrace it that way. You could turn around and head into the whirlpool or on the edge of it. Um, I, I have, yeah, here's my thought on that. We we try to exit this thing in such a way that it leaves the mage ship on the opposite side of it from us so that we're putting the craziness between us and the mage ship. All right, I'm assuming you're going to be yelling this to Rook. He's basically well, I'm steering. Yeah, you're steering, but you also have to yell to the sails to like help them right. angle. And yeah. he's your rigger right now. He's up there running the sails. Yeah, he's the only one up there right now. Uh, yes, I will start yelling much things at people. All right, do he persuasion. There. Command check, please, sir. Command <laughs> ye the checking. Um, while he's yelling orders out, I'm gonna scream to Gex. Um, um, he he's there. Um, help! What do I do? Who's where? What? <laughs> and I'm pointing to the Lek um, in the in the rowboat. Lek, Lek is oh. in the boat. Yeah, he's Lek. holding on to the mannequin that I made. Told to go get him. And he's about what? 120 feet? You said? <laughs> yeah, he's about 100 100 feet away. 120 feet dangling on the end. Um. So. Okay. He's dripping wet and just looks like. Ah! That's a description. What do I do? Here, Help here's, me, Gax. Here's here here's here's Gax, in his chaotic neutral. Okay. Pick pick a die. Gold <laughs> is one. Black is the other. Which which one is Lek? Black. Lek is black. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We need to <laughs> back in. And she'll just start hand over hand as fast as she can, but I, she's I, not incredibly strong. I mean I guess Hilda is gonna gonna help. All right. Thank you. Hilda starts Thanks. hauling. Do strength checks, uh, or one of you with advantage. And I'll, I'll shout at him, like, when he gets close, he climbs the rope, then you let the boat back out. I will I will assist Hilda, because my guess is her strength is probably better than Isolde's. Am I, am I in any state to go and help out, or...? Uh, Carl, I need Tillman to do a hell of a sit-up, because you're still dangling over the edge. <laughs> All right. So the answer to that is no. Okay. So that would be that's like the meanest thing to make a turtle do. Athletics or what, uh, athletics? What would it be? Yeah. Seventeen. Nice. Um. So you start to uh, try to grab, get a good handhold to like pull yourself up over the railing. 
Uh, and you're basically your ankles are at the top of the railing and you can kind of get your arms into at the bottom of the railing and you start to kind of shimmy your way up. You can't actually <clears throat> bend in the center like most people. Um, so you, you've got to kind of turn half sideways and you begin to pull yourself up over. The wind is howling um, and there's this rush of water nearby uh, and you're almost to the top and then this other hand just and this other three fingered hand grabs yours and you do the forearm grab thing and, and you pull up and Tammy helps you pull you up over the edge uh, and flop back onto the uh, onto the deck of the ship and she's like don't make me regret that <laughs> thanks Tammy alright um, okay how'd you do on your strength check uh, Hilda uh, so the dirty 20 with the higher rope. All right. Nice. Okay, you're just heaving end over end. Um, the ship is 75 feet, 50 feet, 25 feet. It's getting really close. Uh, Rook, I'm going to need you to do athletics or acrobatics to see how well you can do that, unless you're going to do something else. But uh, Rook, uh, Gex is needing somebody manning the sails. Okay. Gex, I'm going to need you to do a ship handling check as well to see how well you can angle this. 14. All right. You managed to get them in the right direction, more or less, but depends on how Gex is doing with the angles. What was that? 23. 23. Damn, another 23. Okay, so he turns the ship at just the right way, and you lock the rope in, and the wind fills it. Um, now, did you say you're going across? I want to, yeah. Well, whichever way puts so like, directly away from. If the, you're facing, uh, let's say trip. north, they're coming at you from the east, a little bit southeast, and the whirlpool is almost directly southwest of you. So we'd be going northwest. So you, mm. if you go northwest, you can skirt the edge of the whirlpool in hopes of coming out the opposite side. If you go yeah, directly west, you're going in. No, I will kind of like, you know, do a little... The, or the orbital slingshot bullshit thing you do that people do? <laughs> All right. you, you do the trig in your head, and you're like, oh, okay. If I, I, eh. Plus the angles of the wind make this a mess uh, as you angle the ship. No. But with... Yeah. This, this is the ship that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. So, it is now. You know. <laughs> yep, the bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. get a Star Wars quote in there. So I'm, I'm <laughs> on on this the day, absolutely. You, you kind of wait for the last second and make a hard turn. Everyone lists the other way and goes sliding, just about grabbing Gek, uh, Lek way down in the bottom as like Hilda's pulling up and he's grabbed the rope. He's starting to climb and he goes swinging back the other way, barely holding on, just screaming, Oh, never should have left the shot. Um, and then, uh, and the ship just, everything creaking, the ropes start like almost snapping and just out the other side. And you, you begin to clear the whirlpool and this ship begins to like, you look back, and it just gets this smaller, tighter spin just behind you as you look 
you now have time to look towards this thing and there's a point where it just it's this probably maybe 30 foot wide circle almost perfectly black circle as the water hits it the spin of the water like a bathtub drain just reaches this funnel like thing and just pivots right down it's about 30 feet wide at the base probably about a, almost 100 feet away behind you now um and uh, you can, as you come out the other side you can do a perception check for me uh anybody who's not super busy we'll say rook and tillman um gex you're too busy trying to steer so not you um and the other two are rescuing lek so uh just just rook and tillman Jesus Christ. 17. I'm sharing your I'm sharing your rules. <laughs> spread the spread the turds around. The <laughs> Alright, with a 17 though, Rook, and you're up high. You're holding the mast at this point. Um, and you look behind you and you can just make out the the mage sails on the opposite side. And they've been tracking towards this whirlpool until it burst. And then it, they begin to veer hard to the starboard. And they're keeping a distance of at least, at this point, probably a kilometer, maybe 1,200 meters away, like way back on the far side. And you can just make them out amongst this tumble. And you can see the roiling clouds. And, and it, it's just a bit of a mess between you and them. And you have definitely cleared that distance. They are on the okay. almost clock face opposite. So, so they're actually not close to us. Not anymore. You guys are putting on the distance at this point. I'll just yell down, like, full speed. All right. We um, we have time We have time to make a break for it. They're, they're harried. All right. So I'm going to get one more ship handling check. Uh, and Hilda and Isild, um, I need you to do either athletics or acrobatics. Right, and we're releasing the boat back. Yeah. Out. Sixteen. Sixteen? It's pretty good. Twelve. Twelve? Alright, so the sixteen, you're pulling, you're pulling, you've you, you've almost lifted him out of the water, actually, um, as the front of the boat is now pretty tight against the hull of your ship, and uh, Lek is busy trying to scale this rope, being like, I swear to God, if I get out of this, I would never, ever do anything wrong again in my entire life. And then he gets up to the water stop and he starts to slip. And Izzled, you just grab him by the tuft of the, like, the back of his shoulder and just pull him into the ship. And Hilda, you let the rope go and the pulls down and the little, the blowboat begins to bob behind you again. <laughs> All right. You have successfully skirted around a close encounter with one of the dangers of the Frontier Spin. Um, at this point, Tillman and, and Tammy are sitting there. She's just like, Oh, well, that's what's at the middle. Oh. Um, Tillman, you got a 15 before. And what Tammy, maybe it's Tammy being so close, you get the, the reminder of what, she, what that old sailor had said. No flame, no sparks. Something about that 
seems interesting to you. Like, don't use flame, no sparks, then how I wouldn't... Um, there's this really strong stench in the air still from when the bubble that kind of bulged up through the surface causing this depression in the water hanging above just kind of filling around and you you blink your eyes you can see a vague vague haze kind of hovering over the whirlpool and in the surrounds most tpk Right, guys, don't use any fire or lightning. Uh, I don't know what effect this is going to have on this haze, but... Um, it's, but not, uh, it's not looking good. And you look back... That's everything I got. You see the... <laughs> you're, like, holding the bow now. Um, and you see the little rowboat with the little mannequin... <laughs> bobbing, like... Probably about a hundred, maybe almost two hundred feet behind you. Um, probably about a hundred feet out of this whirlpool edge. And Lek kind of walks up to Gex. He's like, "I would like to register a complaint." Acting. Where is the captain? Lek, hey, I'm with you, buddy, but we got bigger problems right now. Uh, we need to put out all the flames on the boat. Lamps, lanterns, candles, everything. Oh, so oh, I, I'm going to start running around and looking at all that stuff. And So you run away from yeah. the tiller and like grabs it. He's like, oh, get still. Oh no! Actually, uh, uh, anything I can see from the tiller, I can put out by a prestidigitation. I can. You look around, and it, it was only a little after dinner time um, at this point, so it's you still got a couple hours of daylight. Uh, so there were no lanterns. I mean, they're hanging there, ready to be lit. Um, you kind of glance around, and your uh, all of your eyes settle on Isold's. Uh, Shortbow and one of the arrows that she's got in a quiver is busy sparking away. Just... old put that spark out right now. Douse it. Fine. And she's Fine. about to do this. And Rook, you're up on the mast looking, and you can now clearly see the other ship is now starting to turn towards the whirlpool, and it looks like there may be. Maybe they're going to try to do the skirting trick that you guys just did. Um, they seem to be kind of pivoting around. And you can see, because you're looking almost directly astern at this point, you see your little blowboat bobbing back there, and then the whirlpool, and then the other sailboat is now starting to kind of try to skirt around a little bit more of a distance than what you guys had. It's right about now, it's just entering kind of the hazy area. So just... Just as a role player's question, when my when my cantrip says it has a range slash area of ten feet, that means I can't cast it any farther away from myself than ten feet. Unfortunately, not. No. Yeah, yeah, not just making sure. It does look like that I ship is going to try some kind of maneuver to see if they can follow you. Hmm. Well, no, this is good. 
Yeah, Isold needs to stay right where she is, ready to spark that thing back up again. Because as soon as those guys get into the area where we're not supposed to have sparks, we need to put sparks into the area where there should be no sparks. <laughs> All right. Because we're also out I don't know. Here. There's like gas everywhere. We smell yeah. it here. It could light us up. It's, it's like, considerably less where you are. It was stronger when you were in the vortex, but you had bigger problems. Yeah. Remember... The blackberries. Right. <laughs> the blackberry bush. <laughs> we need to be just, a, you know, on the edge. It literally reminds me of when that... There's a difference between crazy. being on the edge of death and in the middle of death! <laughs> the white I... ship is now entering, the skirting around the edge of the vortex, trying to keep up with you. You're about to... Uh, probably like 900 meters away at this point. Maybe, maybe a little less. So, based on um, my insane craziness judgment here, are they in? Are they in the area? Uh, of do death? a perception check. We'll see if you can. <laughs> right. Yep, it's like sulfur. <laughs> Nat 20 for 21. They... So can I... They... Sorry. With a nat 20? Oh, sorry, Hilda, what do you want to do? I, I guess I wanted to just, like, do a check to see if the days around us was going to be enough. Sure, I'll let you damage. do a perception check as well. <laughs> Well, that's not going to be too much. Eight. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> hard to tell. The nope. wind is blowing pretty hard, hard right now. Hear. All right. Um, Gex, it does appear that they to be they appear to be entering the thickest part of it, right about the far edge of it. And judging by... You, know, you were a bit busy. So, like, if you had to guess, they're entering the far end of it, and you guys are just exiting kind of the thick of it as it were. Hey, now's... And how far away are they from us? Uh, they're about 800 meters or so. Eight, eight or 900 meters. And your little sailboat is... Or eight, eight or 900 feet, I'm sorry. Um, and your little sailboat... Uh, your sailboat is about that far away. And your little rowboat is about 200 feet behind. The rowboat's about 200 feet behind. Yeah, the blowboat is back there. Okay. <laughs> Now's the time. Shoot the fiery arrows into the wee boat. Oh no. I think Bella had to step away to like get the dogs under control. This is her moment, man. It has to be done. It has to be done. Pulls out the bow and she's just like trying to light the spark again. She's like, it's, no, I'm going to do digitation and light the spark. <laughs> I think you needed blood to do this. Yeah. So that's not yeah. going to work because she's just like, ah, ah. Um, Rook, you have a good line from up there unless somebody else wants to do something. No, spark I'm going to light her arrow for her. I can do it magically. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead and roll a percentile dice for me. 
percent. So what? A D one hundred. Yep. Bam. Don't roll under seventy four. Okay, good. All right. Um, there's the the little flame you light seems to flare a little more than you're used to, but you're kind of okay right now. You're just like, ooh. Okay. Um, her her arrow is lit. All right. Anything else anybody wants to do? Might act as backup in case she misses. Sure. Well, unfortunately, she stepped away, so uh, let's get... Uh, who wants to make the roll? Or should I roll on her behalf? Maybe you should roll on her behalf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. We ran, She did it, say she needed a little break there. All right. She's, she draws back. Looks at Gex a little, like, just checking in. He gives the nod. She tilts up. Let's it fly. Okay. I had trouble reading that dice. That is... Oh, she's back. I saw her. I saw her. We'll let her roll. That's even more fun. (laughs) All right. Bella. I'm I back. Have, Sorry. No, it's okay. I have, relit, I have relit your arrow for you. Fire at the little boat. Shoot it with your arrow now. Okay. Action. So it's 200 feet away, yeah? Yeah. So that'll yeah. be with disadvantage yeah. for a short bow. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Anybody <laughs> able to give her a hand of some kind? Um... Emotional Anybody support. Anybody want to hold me steady? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I, do that. I support yeah, I can do that. you. I'm functional. I, I lift you. What was that, Carl? <laughs> I'm, I'm functional. I'm on my feet. Yeah, yeah. You're not too far away you from all this. You want to give me some, oh, I don't know, guidance? That wouldn't help, but a bless would. That... No? <clears throat> oh, I'll cast thought... bless. Nice. All right, boom. She, this little sparkle right. of of uh, twilight stars just dim, glimmers around you for just a second. You get a D four. Right, so... You can technically give away those D fours to other people if you want. There, girl. Well, um... I'm blessed. Everybody that's around me, thirty feet. Nice. All right. Uh, and so, still disadvantage though, right, Todd? Still with disadvantage. So that's a 13 plus, come on, D4. Four. Six, uh, 15. 15 to hit a station. I was hopeful, wishful thinking for a three. All right. I. Okay. The arrow goes arcing up. And comes down, and you can see the rowboat right there, and just run the extreme edge of range, and the arrow hits just, just next to it. You needed a sixteen. No. I'm sorry. As everyone's like, oh, no. All right. can I take my second attack then? Sure, but your arrow isn't lit two. anymore. I can light it. Would lightning do the trick? You can certainly try. I'm going to prick my finger again and enable... There's your bonus action. 
you, that's my bonus. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you I gotta take it. my damage. Hold on. Uh. Whoops. Uh, regular roll. So I take uh five more damage. Blood oh, is just Jesus streaming Christ. down your one hand as you pull back the short bow. Yeah, and you're now about 100, you... 220 feet. No, the boat's staying uh, even with you. Anyway, go for it. Did, did you relight it as well? Um, no. Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, unfortunately, that's the next turn. Yeah. Okay. I, I so can't. I will just try it with the with Which the, the lightning. Spark. All right. Make your roll. The, yeah, with my hopefully my blood or my crimson right will help. Um. So let's try this again. And oh. oh, okay. Plus, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Come on, D four. Give me a eighteen. That this time the arrow strikes up in the air, and this reddish sparks are just off the arrow as it streaks through the sky and then begins its downward arc towards the little rowboat and just you're all holding your breath and just it hits the boat and there's this little shudder and then just boom as the entire powder keg of the blowboat that you did just goes up and like you just see for a second illuminated against this the little drawn face of the mannequin just and then just boom and there's this smallish explosion of the boat just you see the three powder kegs go off in a pretty sizable boom but you're pretty far away and then all of a sudden the flames go out and then begin to grow instead of getting smaller they get bigger and then it just climbs outward in this streak of fire out in all directions you see it streaking towards you as well as the whole thing just goes and there's this sucking sensation as all the air and the wind even dies down for a second as all the air kind of gets sucked backwards towards it for a second and then immediately in the opposite direction there's a shock wave um i'm gonna need everybody to do a dexterity saving throw please my favorites. Oh. oh, that's not happening. Huh? <clears throat> oh, wait. No, that's a... Sorry. Oh, I have my... Do I have my... Um... Oh, wait. I'm D4? blessed, right? I can, I can do a D4. Do I have that's my fun. D4 for that? Yeah, the bless? Yep. It's a saving throw. Oh, thank God. Okay. In fact, anyone near Everybody. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hilda would get a bonus from her charisma. Oh, that's so that's an 18 for me. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, true. Plus, old... plus, what's the bonus? My a charisma bonus. modifier. All right, so. Hold on. Oh, no, Til- I'm reading. I'm reading. Tillman managed a 19 <laughs> on his deck save. 
Um, Bella also got a total of a, what was that, 18 or 19, I think, plus what uh, Hilda's doling 18 out. plus whatever Hilda has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gex managed to 20. Um, uh, Rook up on the, uh, on the mast up there, hanging on, managed to 15. And you all just ride this explosion of shockwave as the the boat just gets kicked from behind and forced forward and you're all just hanging on you all feel that same push as you ride that shockwave forward um and he's just sailing farther away from this uh this swiftly collapsing whirlpool which is in the center of this almost small mushroom cloud looking explosion now allow me to do a slight damage roll. Um, this is probably the most damage roll I've ever done in D and D. That's what twenty-four D twenties look like. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, only 24, eh? <laughs> 275 points of damage to everything inside the radius of the explosion. Now, the good news, you were on the outskirts of this. I'm going to say you get, as a ship, it does take damage, um, but it's only going to take uh, one-eighth of the damage. Um, also, Blackberry. everyone who successfully Blackberry. saved. What is one eighth of the, of two seventy five? Still a lot. <laughs> reaches for their calculators. Yeah, uh, thirty four. Okay, so everyone on on board takes thirty four points of damage. Um, no. Yikes! Um, but the ship itself did also manage to get only 34 points of damage, most of which is applied to the rigging, which starts with 75 points of damage, uh, of hit points. So it is badly damaged, and Rook, you are tossed around. You managed to stay on, but it's a good thing you were holding that rope, and like you get just flung around, and it takes you a while to to pinwheel yourself around and you get bashed by all that bludgeoning uh, force damage as this thing just exploded. The S-S-Splode um, is no more. Just so... And I'm assuming because I was closest to it, um, I am... What you all see is just blood coming out of everywhere. I'm in bad uh, shape. I'm in uh, real bad shape. All right. I'm going to cast Mass Healing Word. That's good. D&D speak, I've got eight hit points <laughs> left. Yeah, because I, I forgot you've been hurting yourself this whole time. I took ten damage to myself. Yeah. Right? From Hold my on. blood let, magic. Let me, let me roll for the, the heal because... Guys, it's... I'm going to peace out. No worries, man. You managed right. to survive the blast and wind your way down. Good to see you there, Gordon. Yeah, see you next week. All right. Gordon. So as your crew begins to expire, uh, Tillman quickly 
sends out the the, pr the prayer of healing there for, or uh, the mass healing word managing to stabilize anybody who looked a mess including poor Lek who was just like flattened against the steering wheel and just lumped down and he's he's starting to lose and then Tillman sends out the, the pulse of, of the healing. How much did I heal? Five, five points of healing which is enough to to stabilize your crew that had been dropped below to zero, uh, I will say. So Is thankfully, that, nobody dies. Did you do dies. two of them? No, no. Uh, when I pressed cast, it did it on Mac, but then it, I thought it, it, it just rolled one D4, which it probably did, because it's supposed to be three D4 plus three. So anyways, right. I rolled again, and it wasn't great. Well... Is Actually, so if it's three d four, you no. still need to roll one more d four. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's and it wouldn't be five healing; so it would be nine. Yeah. And no, exactly. Yeah. So okay. You gotta roll one, one more d four. So nine, eleven plus three, fourteen. All right. So everybody gets fourteen points of healing back as the cleric just raises his voice, and there's this calming twilight. And it's you're actually sailing into uh, as you begin to turn your way towards the west. You look behind you, and there is just this wreck. You see the white sails all tossed akimbo, um, and the mast has been splintered. Uh, their ship is still floating, but it was midway across, and you can see it starting to be drawn into the maelstrom of that whirlpool, and it's just drifting in. And you all look behind you and watch as this crippled mage ship is now just starting to get pulled round and round and in. As you all limp away with ragged, torn-ass sails as you make your way west, having successfully escaped by steering in to the Blackberries. You said 13 hit points were recovered? 14. 14. 14. Oh, fantastic. I, I'm up to 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm less than half. So, Gex, oh, just, Gex just looks at the ship swirling the toilet bowl drain and is like, now that's an adventure. <laughs> How how much did I heal Tammy for with my Leon hand? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been anywhere between five and twenty points. I think it's your choice, or whatever okay. your Paladin level okay. is times five is your max. But, you don't but... usually want to dump your max. You want to keep a little reserve. So you manage. Yeah. I just need one more sail a ship roll from I guess Gex at this point see how well you do as you begin to sail westwards towards the setting sun. It's now about 7.30 and uh, you got about half an hour, maybe an hour worth of sunlight before it'll be dark. And you continue to limp your way. The sail's in tatters, moving at half speed now. But your pursuit is sunk. How'd you do on your roll there? Um. Yeah, 17. 17. Nice. All right. You managed to, to move at 
your top speed, which is half of your regular sailing speed, and limp your way away uh, from this whirlpool and the frontier spin. And I think that is where we're going to call it for tonight. But before that, I'm going to put my hand on Thistle's face. Welcome and... to the party. <laughs> heal. I lean five. into it. <laughs> I heal for another five hit points. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. She, she, um, um, baptism before... of fire is what that is. That's right. <laughs> before we kind of like, uh, I guess bunk down or whatever, I'm going to go up to Gex. You know, when things settle, <laughs> you know, still a little bit of blood, dried blood on everything from that whole adventure. Yeah, it was adventure. great. Be like, it, yeah. it was <laughs> did, did I do good? You did good. Oh, yeah. You are uh, quite the wee little adventurer. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. And she that just was... bounces. <laughs> That was rather triumphant, I must say. I don't think I've ever beheld such an explosion before. They don't show you that in med school. I mean, come on. That was amazing. <laughs> I told yep. you we should have done this. And the captain I comes knew. out of his out of his uh, uh, quarters and he's like, all right, I'm ready to take my shift. Um, did I miss anything? I mean, I kind of love this captain. He's just kind of never there. <laughs> just like, like he's drunk and asleep half the time. Like, yeah, hey, you surgeon. guys are on the ship. I'm good. Yeah, drinking the same shit. <laughs> They're both just sharing. Yeah, the him and the surgeon. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, you guys know where you're going. Take the wheel. It's alright. <laughs> Tobin must be feeding shrooms like nonstop. Pigs <laughs> and leaves. Go to bed, man. You can almost hire a, a whole ship for that. Yeah. Yes? But who's going to fly it? You? Anyway, sorry. Had to for tonight. Alright. Thanks, everybody. That was uh, not what I had in mind, but, you know, wet. I should have known better as a DM. I, I put up a giant sign saying, don't go here. And of course you go there uh, to escape any kind of danger. Uh, and you steered into it. You, you ran into the blackberries and I couldn't be happier. I will say this. If that had gone in a slightly different order, there were a few times when that could have just been like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Kaboom. Roll a party kill. <laughs> yeah. Remember when I made Welcome you roll that D100? Uh, D yes. I'm glad you didn't roll than it lower than a 10. That would have been... That would have been bad. We, we would have exploded. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, no risk, no reward. Well, you took down an entire mage crew, uh, a mage tower ship. So, uh... You're in it now. <laughs> oh, boy. oh man. Me. That's going to make right. a return. Now, so when I started 
when I started typing that crap in the chat, I, I don't think, I don't know if you noticed, Tom, but Timolee and I were looking at that. My idea was like, we'd let this, they, we'd let them catch up to us. <laughs> then that boat would be trailing behind us and we'd blow it up and knock a hole in their hull and maybe Absolutely. they'd sink, right? That's a good idea. But then you're like, no, there's explosive gas. And I'm like, oh, explosive gas. This is even better. I mean, I'm not going to steer away from giant methane clouds bubbling up from the ocean bottom. That was actually it was one giant fart. Now, we do need an episode title. Uh, Internet, you get first dibs. So um, if you want to help us name tonight's episode, feel free to type it into chat. Uh, Players, you also can make suggestions for uh, an episode title as well. Think about it. Oh. Uh, I think one was already made. That's just title from down the like, uh, Yes, there is the um blazing blackberry bushes. Or or like, you know Ye most ultimate blue angel. <laughs> 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 Blue Angel. <laughs> wow, what a way to come back. Well, yes, welcome. Thank you for joining us again, Bella, and uh, we hope to see you as a as a series pseudo regular if we can make that happen. Um, and of course, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be back at the table with you all, and thanks very much for joining us tonight. Uh, and we will go with um, what was a Blue Angel. I'm thinking like. Sea God's Blue Angel. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. There's something about boom. <laughs> boom. I don't know. Boom ship. <laughs> the boom ship. Anyway. We'll, uh, we'll lame it later, but thanks very much, and uh, oh, okay. don't forget to check us out next week. We'll be back, uh, and at some point we'll do some more shadow runs as well, because those are good times. Uh, and uh, I think that's it for me tonight. And I, we're finishing a little past time, but not too bad. So have yourselves a wonderful week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and we'll see you again next week. And don't forget to check out uh, all our previous stuff, all our all the things that we do. Where to go? I had a thing. There it is. Don't forget to hit the the subscribe or the follow and we will see you next week for some more dungeons and dragons and role-playing and uh have yourself a wonderful night thanks everybody oh and steve do we have ad copy is that a thing that we're doing sure what do you, what do you want me to advertise i'll make it up right now how about an ad for blue angels well sure i can do that sometimes in life things Things just need a little bit of heat. They need a little bit of warmth. Sometimes you need to do this quickly. Sometimes you need to do this efficiently. So when the world creates a giant asshole at sea, and when this asshole at sea emits methane, we recommend Gex's special Bic lighters on a stick. Fireable from any type of bow. <laughs>
Just use this simple prestidigitation spell to ignite the arrow, fire it into the asshole, and generate yourself the world's largest blue angel. Blue Got any trailing at a distance angel. of a kilometer Won't you Just blow fire my... a big arrow at them and boom! World's largest blue angel. Get yours today. <laughs> Get yours today? Inside the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Do you have problems? Just blow them up. This message has <laughs> been brought to you by SideQuest Live. Thanks very much, everybody. Got problems? Got mages? Just explode them. Yes. Got mage? Explode. Um, if you have actual problems, please seek some help, and please don't resort to explosions. They rarely solve the, the world's problems. Sometimes, but very rarely. Anyway. Steer clear and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Uh, oh, that is, that's a whoa. lot of D20s. That's a thousand forty-five. Wow. That, <laughs> did, I, um, did I read that right? Yes. Yep. Wow. We get, you got to get the actual animation this time. Share this on the stream. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I threw it on. We can do this it again. The, wait. I just hope it doesn't more. crash my browser. All right, one more time. Wait more. <laughs> Two hundred at least. Two hundred one D twenties. I'm just curious what that's gonna roll and look like. Let's crash. It's it's crashing. D, &D Beyond is like just no. You can't. Oh my god. <laughs> I this mean, is what it would look like if it was Shadowrun with D20s. Holy shit. <laughs>
so what, oh what's, what's the average? Two thousand one hundred and sixty-eight. Damn. All right. Well, roll well. We'll see you next time. <laughs> That's the way averages work. They'll approach ten as you go. So the more you roll. Oh, Lordy. All right. All right. Have a good. We are now.